With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, 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 good morning, broads. Okay, first of all, I just have to um, put it out there that I am captaining the broads ship this week. It is very scary and I'm drunk with power. (laughs) And I also have to acknowledge that my dearly beloved co-host is unfortunately in Mexico right now with quite possibly the worst timing ever considering this is our magnum opus episode of the season or it would have been if she was here so moment of silent for jess silence for jess we love you jess and in her place i have the lovely the beautiful the glamorous ari eastman joining me thank you thank you i know i am not jess no you know i will never fill those shoes no. i can fill up i could fill a a pinky of the yes. like left shoe i could only hope but i will do my best to commune with her spirit yes you know, channel her channel let her, her fill your body you know i will be a vessel for jess right now and <laughs> You know, we do, Jess and I do always have the same opinions on like men we're sexually attracted to. Yes. So I feel like, you know, we're at least aligned You're, there. Yes. So I can kind of like oh. feel her, you know. Well, you know where you and I are energetically aligned? <laughs> and this is actually the reason why a few weeks ago I was like, okay, Jess and I were like, okay, who should co host it? And I was like, mm, you know who hates Greg as much <laughs> as I do? Ari. It's me. Okay. But. Oh my god! I don't even know where to begin with this episode. Okay, 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 okay. It's a lot. I just want to say this, and I want to just get this done off the bat. What we're going to talk about with Greg today, I feel like, has nothing to do with my Mm-mm. personal silly vendetta against no. him that I developed from the beginning of the season. Yeah. Well, I think I think we're similar in this because I sometimes enjoy. You know, it's like when everyone is really obsessed with something mm-hmm. and you're lukewarm on it, and then yeah. you see the obsession grow, then it's your like hatred fun, is fueled. Then it's fun to like hate something. Yes. And like maybe that's an annoying personality yes, trait that, that we share. But it is. but it is fun to like, you know, lock in. And again, it's like did we think he was maybe kind of a douchebag? Sure. But like, we were also kind of just like enjoying the trolliness of it. And like, someone's gotta, when all the Greg, you know, the Grippo girls are out there standing for him, someone has to be like, "Mm, not so sure. Absolutely. So, you know, you, you helmed that responsibility. With that being said, we, Jess and I both did say at the beginning of the season, like he seems like the kind of guy that would like, gaslight you would do this like we kind of were saying that from the top and we didn't have any reason to really like back that up yeah but last night was just a whole nother story and i think we should 
I think we should dive into that a little bit later in the episode because I am just like honestly a ball of nerves and anxiety. Yeah. Jess, you're gone. I feel she planned this. <laughs> I feel she was like I'm out, of, I'm out of the country. You can't get a hold of me. You're gonna we're gonna get canceled with me being in another country. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah, and then you pick someone who also hates Greg to cancel alongside. I know it's uh, really is really kind of. I know I feel like Jess a lot of times can kind of. She can. She's, she's sort of. She's sort of like will bring it kind of back gently. She's like, and well, we'll let's like, not forget. That's her, that's her Libra. Right. Just yeah, very, yeah. Like, she's like, you know, let's not forget his mm-hmm. dad did die, and I'm like, yeah. I don't give a fuck and about like, his dead dad. <laughs> I'm like, I want him to burn. <laughs> now, actually, you have quite. I, I mean, I do. Well, we'll we'll get there. <sighs> we'll get there. We're jumping ahead of ourselves. Now, I will say, I am looking a little bit unhinged this morning, and quite honestly, I was up on my phone, going back and forth in the DMs chatting with people for far too long last night probably until about 12 30 and then my kids my beautiful wonderful kids decided that they were going to wake up at five o'clock in the morning this Mm, morning lovely and so my anxiety level being sleep deprived is yeah is heightened um but okay let's just ground ourselves and let's just talk about the the fun in the beginning it was it was boring and then it was a horrific episode but we're gonna talk a little bit about blake and then we're gonna talk a little bit about justin but let's start with blake yeah i mean i love blake i'm i'm on the train with you guys like blake's supremacy in this household Mm um i thought well i mean i i know they have covid but i do really hate these these like weird hometown things. I think that they need to really was, stop. I think Blake's was okay. Cause they, I don't know. They, they played like, I don't know. It, his was okay. They did the maple syrup thing, which I don't know. Can, can any Canadians confirm? Someone in my DM said, I am Canadian. We do not take shots of maple syrup. I was like, that does not seem like a real thing. Isn't this the same, very similar thing they did with what's her face on Matt James season. She was also from Canada. Yes, um, yes, yes. She's a slim face. Yes. What's her name? Um, Serena. No. Serena. 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 Yeah, because there were two Serenas. Yes, Serena. Right. I, yes. I mean, I, I see the face. <laughs> I mean, match, that was that was eons ago. But I think that that was yes. literally the exact right. same date. And they, they did like, like indoors trivi- with Canada flags. Yeah, and there was like, did they also have dead things on the wall in that episode? Probably. Because I do love when I think Blake said something like, "Oh, it's yeah, you know, I, I really love to show what Canada's all about." And then it just cuts to like a dead bear on the wall, and I'm like, "Is this like, Canada?" Oh, okay, and yeah. maple syrup shots. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was okay. I feel like as far as you know. I guess I'm like a little bit part of me is like, what else are they going to do for these hometown COVID dates? So even though I find them cringy, I'm like, I understand that, like, what other options do they really have? I mean, I guess just like I what I would prefer is them just like going straight in balls to the wall, meeting the family immediately and then maybe spending time after the family date to sort of like break it down and talk about the dynamics yeah. that happened with the family. Right. I think that would be kind of interesting. Right. Like almost just take out the city aspect of just it because stop. Yeah. we're not there. So I it's I, I don't need to see like what a fake Baltimore is. No. You know what I mean? Well, maybe it's, if maybe if anything doing like fam like childhood photos and videos. Yeah. Yeah. And like you guys could do that kind of thing. Yeah. And like yeah. That would give you a sense of the person, not some fake art department I bullshit. Know. I know. <laughs> Which was the worst, do you think, out of Justin's, Blake's, and uh, Greg's? I think maybe Justin's. Uh, well, I don't know, because it was, I mean... Justin's the, was bad. The riding of the, you know, the little carriage thing, like, that's cute. Yeah. But I, and jumping to his, I laughed so hard when he went past the, like, mural, and he was like, this is, I think, I, he was like, this is a... <laughs> 
He was like, we have like an alley. Uh, oh yeah, graffiti alley. <laughs> and it was just a like a, a, like a piece of plywood. <laughs> I was like, this is bleak. It was like, especially because New Mexico is like the landscape is just like kind of very barren, barren and desert. So there's like <laughs> nothing. And then there's plywood with like some graffiti someone threw on it. And he was like, in Baltimore, we're known for our graffiti alley. And they just drove by. And it was just like, it was like a tumbleweed almost going by, but the graffiti alley. So I, I thought that was, I was like, this is too much. Yeah. And with the little sign with like the sad little plants in front of it. Okay. I know. Anyway, back to Blake's um, Canada thing. Actually, not that bad. I do want to talk about, though, for a second. Um, Katie, with peace and love, her outfit choices this episode. I don't I know, know if you noticed. Now that she's admitted that she's dressing herself, I just can't get it out of my head. I know. I, I, I feel like, like I threw on a floral dress to ins- inspiration from her to just be like, you know. But you know what? The cardigan. There were too many pieces. You know uh, what I mean? Uh, okay. With the first one, she was wearing skinny jeans with like white running tennis yes, shoes yes. with like a little, I don't know if it was like a little red corduroy yes. jacket. I'm like, yes. this is what Ruth puts on in the morning, <laughs> like when we're going out for a walk. Don't and, disrespect Ruth like that. Uh, and then when he she was meeting Blake's family, the pink shrug. I know. The shrug. I know. And well, she wore another shrug for Greg's family. Well, it was very like like Forever 21 outfit. When, or like limited to. Yeah, when you're like 14. And uh, by the way, I say this as someone who like fashion, it doesn't actually come easily to me. It's like not really uh, a thing I'm naturally good at. But if it isn't, which is what she has admitted to, then I know Carrie sucks. But like, just let him dress <laughs> you and then blame him. Like, why, why, if you know that style is not your, like, strong suit, are you like, don't worry, Carrie, like, <laughs> let me take I care of it. I got this. And then tell people. I, I would have been like, yeah, man, Carrie really put me in some doozies. Or, or, or literally be like, they didn't give me a stylist this season. Yeah. You know, make yourself yeah. the victim, victimize yourself. They lost my luggage, actually. Yeah. So, you know, this was all from the gift shop. From Target. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Um, yeah. But... I mean, I don't know. What do you have to say about Blake? Because I mean, I just, their relationship to me is just solid. It's, it's really, just good. It's really nice. It feels really comfortable. Like, obviously, we've seen they have really great sexual chemistry. Yes. And they also just have like, they just seem comfortable with they each have other. Fun. They have fun. They seem like they seem like a couple that they're also friends. And yeah. like, that is so important, I think. And they're just it just seems very easy. And that's good. I mean, you don't need to have this like crazy emotional intensity like that. Mm. Sometimes people confuse like passion and, and something that's toxic, you know, and you can have passion. Yeah. But there should also be like you feel safe and you feel comfortable. And she seems like she always feels safe with him. And something I've noticed about him, and I think you guys have talked about it. He seems like a really good active listener. Yes. Like he is always like really absorbing what is being said to him. You can tell he is truly listening and not just waiting for like his chance to respond or speak. Mm-hmm. And um, I, yeah, and I think that that's like, I mean, that's what anyone would want, but like, especially Katie, I don't know. I just like really, I really like their connection. I think, you know, I, I was, I was taken back to when they, she first talked to him about um, when she was sexually assaulted yeah. and his response, which I just loved. And what is interesting, it stuck out to me on this date um, you know, he was like, I want you to to never feel pressured. I, I can't remember all that he said yeah. to her, but it was basically like, I want you to feel safe in this relationship. Right. And there was that part, and I know this was a very small moment, but it really stuck out to me when they were playing that silly little game where it was like, touch your favorite body part. Mm-hmm. And he like grabbed her butt, but it was like, 
I don't know. Like when I saw it, I was like, to me, it seems like this relationship in a way has like already established certain boundaries and they are so comfortable with each other that him doing that was like totally cool. And she felt totally safe in that moment with him. I thought it was cute too, that like he even said, I have two favorites. And it was like, her lips and her butt. Yeah. You know, I just thought there was something like, I don't know. It was like if he had just maybe been like your ass or yeah. something. <laughs> but it was like cute that he it was like a romantic and kind of sexual moment of like, yeah, kissing her and then giving her a little little butt grab. Yeah. And it was I, I just yeah, I really I mean, if I don't know what's going to happen with everything. But I mean, if it's not Blake, I just don't understand. Like, what? no. And, and what I. I, I'm sorry, I can't help but bring in the other stuff with Greg. But what I can't help but love about Blake is his, you know, he's not a quiet guy. He's not a shy guy, but yeah. he is very calm mm-hmm. and has been calm and put together in this whole situation. Even though, to me, I guess some people would disagree with this. It seems that he is really in love with Katie. Yeah. But he is able to remain so just like, all I can know is how I feel about her and yeah. I don't know how yeah. she feels about me but that doesn't matter because yeah. because I know that I love her right. and regardless of if she has me or not I love yeah. her and that is I think looking back that's what like you know successful I guess men or relationships out of this franchise have been mm-hmm. in this situation it's men who are very secure with themselves and they're kind of like you know I'm lucky I'm lucky to like be with her and I know how I feel and if she returns that feeling, like what, an, you know what I mean? Like it's very Zach vibes, I mm-hmm, think even total, sometimes where, totally. cause you know, and he would even, I remember with Tasha, like he kind of calmed her and was just like, you know, he was just solid. Mm-hmm. He was solid in how he felt. And I think with that, it takes a lot of security and confidence in yourself. Totally. Because when you aren't right, then it's, you're projecting all these then things and, and then, then it's you're your ego and then it's like the tide of the exactly, other person's And feelings. it's like, oh my God, like how could you not pick me? And, and, and ultimately like would it be heartbreaking if you love someone and they don't pick you yes of course but when you have like that confidence in yourself you'll you will be like but but i am still a good person i'm a quality person like this heartbreak sucks but you'll move on and you'll be okay and you don't have to like project everything on this person who maybe didn't sometimes people don't like you back it happens you know what i mean like sometimes you fall for people and they don't match your level of love and right. like that's okay and that's i also so okay i also don't think you should need the other person's assurance in order to be assured of your own feelings for someone right yeah, like, right right because then it is a weird ego thing you know how uh, how can you say that you love someone if it is only determined by how that person feels back about you right and you don't love them no no you don't no. I, just thinking back on the other successful relationships like you were saying uh Tasha and zach who else? Even Brian and Rachel, which Brian yes, was. I know. And he got kind of, I feel like. Oh, I was a Brian hater. Oh, me too. I was like, oh, Peter. But me now too. looking back on that, it's kind of like. Yeah. And I've heard through the grapevine bad things about Peter. So, yeah. I've heard, you know, from direct sources, yeah. things about Peter. I don't think he's a bad guy. But no, but I think. Not as secure. Actually, not as secure as Brian. Yeah. You know? Not as confident in himself. You know? Yeah. Because, yeah, we saw kind of that sort of. He threw a little bit of a temper tantrum, too. Yeah, totally. And I think that's it. It's like people are like, well, they're heartbroken. And it's like, yeah, but being heartbroken does not give you an excuse to like literally throw a temper tantrum. You know what I mean? Like just you can express yourself and you can be hurt. But 
having like an explosion of emotions is like that's just not a healthy route to go through you know no and i think also okay we're gonna get back on track in a second guys don't worry <laughs> i mean this is the greg <laughs> this is this is the greg episode i think also though and this is just kind of like a life lesson the person that you're pursuing a relationship with should make you feel confident and should make you feel confident in your decisions, even if that decision is not to be with them, if yes. that makes sense. Like, no, yeah. if that person loves you, they should be supportive of you, even if that means not being with them. Like, I've brought this yeah. up on the show before, but I remember my my high school boyfriend who, this was like the first time I said, I, I, he, he wanted to be with me, I said no. Later on, we ended up getting in a relationship, actually because of how we handled this. He really cared about me. And I was just like, I don't, I don't feel the same. And he was just like, you know what? You can't help who you like and who you don't like. And And there was so much maturity. Yes. Especially for like a 17 year old. Instead of that, like tugging and pulling, be like, no, but I want you, but I need you, all that. And I will never forget how he handled that because I was like, wow, it gave me so much more respect for him in that moment. And it showed me this person honors me and respects me right for who i am and what i want not for what he wants 100 percent, 100 percent. and that's a that's a hard and that is a hard thing to like learn how to do and and i mean i know i've definitely throughout my life in my like teens and early 20s like you know been desperate for someone to want me but i mean we i think we all probably have it's that's a very mature and evolved thing to get to yeah but I mean, that's that is the healthier place. And hopefully, as you know, we all get we get therapy and we grow up and we are able to like look back at things. We're like, oh, yeah, no, I didn't handle that correctly. And yeah, someone because that's like you said, someone who cares about you, they care about you. Yes. And sure, maybe they want to be with you. Yeah. But they're not they don't want you to do something you don't want to do because they care about you. Right. And I think I think people then confuse um, this romantic notion of like, well, you should want someone who wants to fight for you. I, I, I think fighting for someone romantically doesn't look like fighting. Mm -hmm. I think fighting for someone romantically looks like in a healthy way. I just want you to know that I love you and I want to be with you so much because I believe we have something beautiful. And so I'll be, I'll be right here for, you know, set period of time. Not like I'll be waiting for years and years and putting my life on the line for you. That's not healthy, but just being like, or supporting someone through something that's fighting for, you know, if someone is going through something and maybe there is a period of time where there is a disconnect, Fighting for a relationship. Is I'll being be like, here for you if you I, ever yeah, need me. Being like, I love you and I know you're going through this and I support you and I'm here for you and wanting someone to, you know, get to a good place, be healthy again, be happy again, whatever that looks like, you know? And that's yeah. that's what's fi- that's fighting for a relationship is like standing by someone in a healthy, supportive way. Right. And not putting pressure no, on them. Not like begging. Begging someone to be with you is not fighting for someone. Mm. Like that's not when, or, or trying to or trying to convince them of why they should yeah, be with you. Right. It's like when has that ever ended up in a good place? <sighs> when you beg someone to be with you, you know, <sighs> you wear. You, do you want to be with someone who you you the, you wore them down? No. No. Yeah. You don't want yeah. that. That's not that's, exactly. Well, you just did your car salesman pitch enough times that eventually they're like, all right, fine, I'll buy a fucking 
Toyota, you know? I know. And I I've, I feel like I've been on both ends Me before. Too. Like, Me I've been too. the person who's been convinced. And then, of Me course, too. I end up eventually being like, no, what I really wanted all along was to not be with them. Right, right. It's like, mm, I should have listened to that weird little gut feeling I had. That made me break up with them in the first mm-hmm. place. It was like, mm, I'm unhappy. <laughs> no, we can get there. I know. Yeah. It's, it's the, 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 I mean, we all are like jumping through so many hoops, I feel like, to get to these places in relationships. And it's like, it's complicated. And that's probably, and that's why people like watching shows like yeah. The Bachelor. You yeah. know what I mean? But, but also at the same time, it's not that complicated. No, it's right. Not. And I think it's always important to pull back and remember that yeah. too. I've been like, sometimes though, like, yeah. You're, you, you're seeing it. Right. It's happening right. in front of you. You're, right. you're seeing it. Right. So that's... Well, it's like when people show you who, who they are, believe them. Yeah, you I know? know. I got a lot of DMs about that last right. night. Before we get to Blake, a word from our sponsors from me. And only me. Miss you, Jess. Love you. First, we got to talk about my favorite cat litter. Um, Hello, pretty litter. If you're a cat owner like I am, that means nothing but the best for my beautiful kitties. And that includes litter. I can confidently say I've tried just about every cat litter ever made and none of them compares to pretty litter. Even the best rated brands. I always found something wrong with them. Either there's dust all over the floor or it doesn't stop the smell for long. You know, there's so many different issues, but Pretty Litter checks all my boxes. It's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly, which keeps away that litter box scent that is oh so recognizable. And because of that, you're going to have to scoop away way less. It's a double win. And the coolest part, you guys, Pretty Litter is designed to help you detect early signs of potential illnesses, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Sounds too good to be true, but it really works. The litter will change color based on the... Uh, will change the color based on the potential illness it detects, which means you're going to have a little extra insight into your cat's health and a whole lot of peace of mind knowing you'll be able to catch any issues early on. Love is putting your cat's health first with Pretty Litter. Do what I did. Make the switch today by visiting prettylitter.com and use promo code chatty for 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com, promo code chatty for 20% off. prettylitter.com, promo code chatty. So one of my first executive decisions during quarantine was that for the remainder of the time we were spending in the house, it was goodbye to bras. And of course, I didn't know at the time it was going to last 18 months. But nonetheless, here we are with the world opening up again. I'm in need of a little refresh on all my bras, which traditionally would be my least favorite thing in the world to shop for. But with third love, it's actually, dare I say, an enjoyable process. Oh, Third Love has taken bra shopping, something that almost all people hate, and turned it into a stress-free, enjoyable thing. I'm sure that sounds way too good to be true, so let's talk about it. For starters, no more dingy fitting rooms or department stores. The whole thing is done online right from home. You get to start off by taking the Third Love Fitting Room Quiz, which will help you find your perfect size and style. So far, it's helped over 18 million women find the perfect bra. And we're not talking like, okay, 10 standard department store sizes. Oh, no, babes. On Third Love, you're able to choose from over 80 different sizes, including half sizes, which I love. I'm one of their half sizes. 80. If you're still straddling the line of comfy at-home dressing, I suggest their new Seamless Collection. It fits like you have literally nothing on, but it looks like you have something on, so it's the best of both worlds. Third Love knows you deserve to feel comfortable and confident 24-7, so right now, they're offering our listeners 20% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash chatty now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash chatty for 20% off today. 
All right. So, Blake, one thing, I, <laughs> one thing I want to say about Blake that killed me. And I know he meant I know he meant it. He meant it to sound good. But he said before she was about to go meet the family, he said, you don't have to be great. You just have to be you. Yes. And that made me, but but that made me laugh so hard because of the implication is that she's not great. I know he meant I know he what he meant. What he meant Ooh. was just be you because you're great. Yeah. But he said, you don't have, you to, don't be have to be great. great. Just be your piece of shit self. Like, <laughs> that's not your what he, mediocre personality. Yeah, just, just be, be blah, you know? It's fine. And that's not what he meant. And I know that's not what he meant, but it made me laugh so hard when he said it. I was like, I'd be like, I was like, mm, oh, you were. Bitch, we're going to fight right now. Yeah, what yeah, are you implying? What are you, what that you, I'm not great? Excuse me? Yeah. I was like, mm, you were 75% of the way there, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had the right words. You just had them in the wrong order. Yes, yes. But it was so cool. And, I, and again, and he's, to me, again, this is something I really like about him is that. I know we throw this word around a lot, but he does feel authentic to me. Like he doesn't ever, so. he doesn't ever feel like he's like, you know, yeah. Like he just said a sentence that was kind of clunky and not, it wasn't, it didn't feel like a smooth kind of rehearsed line. Yeah. He's like, you don't have to be great. Just be you, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it's like, cause I, I don't know. I just, I trust him. I, I do trust him. Well, I thought his family said a lot about who he was yes. and I trusted him a lot more after his family. Cause they're like his mom and his sister to me. They I loved like her in shooters. her hot pants. Like she was, she was everything. I like, love, she, she was the moment. She was, she was with her little like fake leather, leather pants. And she, <sighs> I was just like, Oh my, I, I know, I know. Can we get her on bachelor senior edition? No offense. I, you look like you're 40, but no, I know. Well, she also, I was looking at her Instagram, um, last night and I might be butchering it but she had I think the I think her bio was like I used to be married but I'm smarter now or I'm better now it was something like that which I thought was hilarious we love her she's an icon uh, what I liked about her is that she was just I don't know she was like so what I loved is that she was so comfortable yeah you generally don't see family members or people in this whole situation like you know, a lot of times people are stiff and uncomfortable, which yeah. makes sense. Right. When is the last time you had a bunch of cameras right. in your face? Right, it's a super like, unnatural environment. A lot of pressure, weird. But she was just like, yeah. she was so in her element. I and I love that. She was like, I've been waiting for this. And I was like, I'm so glad you're getting this moment. Like, <laughs> she, yeah, she, and I don't think she is a therapist, but she has kind of therapist mm. vibes to me where she just seems like very emotionally available. Mm. And like, she just, yeah, she seemed like a great, from what we saw, like a good mom. And yeah, that says a lot about him. And I just, yeah, I really liked her. And I like the sister too. I like the sister. I was like, too. she was like kind of giving him some shit and being like, okay, like, you know, you loved Claire. Claire. Then you met Tasha, and, and five she minutes was later, the one. you loved her and now you love Katie. But it was done in a way that, you know, sometimes we've seen family moments where we're like, ooh, this is a little uncomfortable. Yeah, you're a little pushy or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but that felt like she was kind of like just giving it to him a little bit like a sister would. Challenging you know? him. Just challenging him. It, it it still felt like a little bit playful and like she obviously like loves him. And there was nothing in that that felt uncomfortable. No. You know, and sometimes sometimes the, the, the family stuff can be so uncomfortable to watch. And I like cringe through some of it. Yeah. And I really was like, oh, we could just stay with Blake's family for the rest of the episode. I also like that they just respected him, too. Like you yeah. said, the sister challenged him. But at the end of the day, she was like, OK, like, you yeah. know, I she was like, I love you and I trust you. Yeah. And you're and I know you're a good guy and you're a good person. Yeah. And I also think it was good that she said that because that is criticism that he gets, you know, like from Bachelor right. Nation. So it was nice because she kind of got to like 
you know, verbalize it and almost be like a little, you know, speaker for like, well, you know, I mean, yeah. what do you have to say to the critics right, that this right, is your right. third bachelorette, you yeah. know? And he's like, yeah, I understand that, but it's never felt like this before. What I love too is when his mom was just like, I thought it was so sweet and tender when she broke down and she was just like, I think you're so brave for doing this. I and I was just like, oh, because I know. it was, like, you know, you see one of two things. You see either a parent who is just like, oh, I can, I don't know how you're doing this bullshit. Like, this is stupid, <laughs> yeah. which I totally get. Yeah. And then there are other people who are just like, wow, like you trust the process. Yeah. It's be and just like are, are it's a little too, much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where you're just like, all right, you seem a little like gullible in terms mm -hmm. of whoever this person might bring home. But with her, she was just like, it wasn't even about Katie. She was just like, I'm proud of you for going for what you want. And like, I'm here to support you. And I thought that that was just beautiful yeah. it was just it wasn't even about him and katie's relationship it was about her relationship with her son and like we were talking about earlier with romantic relationships backing him up and being like whatever happens i'm here for you and i don't want to see you get hurt but i'm here and i love you and like yeah. i'm your safe space kind of thing and i really liked too that not that there's anything wrong with being emotional i'm very emotional but i like that as she was kind of tearing up and talking about it he was listening to her and he felt very stable and secure and you again the act of listening you could tell and he was just he wasn't like falling apart though he was just like he he's just like such a solid guy i feel yeah. like and he was listening to her and then when he hugged her it's like you could tell he was really absorbing what she was saying and it was impactful and meaningful to him but he also wasn't like turning this into some really super dramatic like monologue moment you know totally. and I go and I know everybody does react differently and I know that if I was in that situation I would be bawling my eyes sure. out like mom I love you you're yeah you know, I would be I would be a mess <laughs> but I just really like that and I think for Katie I just really like that he you know seems to be really comfortable with emotional displays yeah and then like just he reacts to them really well and he is he is a safe space you and know? he also seems comfortable at the same time with setting boundaries yes i don't feel like we've seen a ton of examples of it but and maybe i'm just going off vibes but he seems like someone who is an emotional safe space who can also be like hey but the way you're treating me yeah. is not okay right right i i totally get i love you're like we haven't seen examples of it but i feel like <laughs> i believe but i believe in my soul no but i i but i think there's enough like of circumstantial evidence of other things that it's like yeah that's probably how he would react because he is very he's very emotionally smart and yeah. like you know and i think we see that from his mom probably yeah. you know that that that's been how he's been raised and he also doesn't seem to me like a shit stirrer either which we no, even see yeah. in his um in the quick thing with greg or greg's just like you know they have a brief moment yeah. and blake's just kind of like yeah it's it's hard yeah and he's like i'm gonna go work out <laughs> you take care of you go lift some weights don't know what's happening here. <laughs> I don't really want to talk to you because mm. you're also in love with Katie, but yeah. it's cool. I'm yeah. going to, yeah, yeah, I'll do my thing. You do yours. Catch you later. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I like Blake. Maybe I'm a simp for him, but all in all, I thought that family, for me, going into that family date, I would be like, yeah, this is awesome. This is right. a family that I feel like I can have a healthy relationship, like with yeah. my in-laws right. and... Right, because she seems, you know, she seems close with him. 
but not overbearing, not possessive. Not possessive. Right. This is not like, you know, this, I was going to say, this is not a Barb situation. This, yeah, no, this is not sweet because She seems like someone who would also hold him accountable, mm-hmm. you know, because there is something we see that like with Barb and stuff, this toxic, like my, my baby ch- boy can my, do no wrong. My child is an angel and is perfect. And it's like, <sighs> yeah, when you're raised that way, it's like, well, of course it's the it kind of parent who like, you know, it's yeah. like. Well, my you know my son would never yeah. do that to someone else. Yeah. It's like my son would never be a serial killer. It's like okay, well, <laughs> someone someone birthed Ted Bundy. You know what I mean? Like it, it, when you when you are so sure that your child can never do anything, it's like that ain't okay, good. It's denial or something. Right, right, but right. She doesn't give that vibe at all. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You know? Well, them ten out of ten family yeah, date. I will say ten out of ten. Um, next up, Justin. Who I, I? How is he here? I and I. I like Justin. I, I like him too. I like him. We have not seen a lot of him. I feel like, and I. I think on this, on this episode, I got more of a vibe for him, and I like his energy. I think he's probably like a great guy. It's just like, what is he? How is he? How is he final too? I think it just must be because he's hot. Yeah, uh, and that's the only conclusion. Unless I can we're really seeing a lot to. of stuff that got cut, but it's just. Well, I don't even see, I don't even really see like a comfort between them or. Um, I mean, he's kind of a goofy guy. And yeah. I think that, I, I think that in Katie's mind, Justin is just kind of like the hot, hot guy cool. who makes you kind of giggly yeah. and yeah. you guys, and you go out with him and his friends and drink beer and yeah. every once in a while you guys hook up and, yeah. you know, you consider in your head like, oh, maybe one day we could have something. Right, right. Could you're we? like, you're and like, and each like, time you try to get like an emotional <laughs> connection going and you're like, mm. But he is hot. But he is hot. And he is nice. And he is fun. Yeah. But there's not that extra thing. No. You know? And that's fine. But I mean, it's shocking that he's here, but... I mean, she basically said she was going to send him home after this date in so right, many words. Right. Like, and, she said and, to Greg's mom, like, Greg's yeah. going to next week. And I think if Michael had not sent himself home, he would be there in place of... Bro, Justin. this girl's men are jumping ship left and it's so, right. Oh, it's so rough. It's so rough. I want to give Katie a hug. She went down. She, she didn't even have a final four. She went I from am, five to two. By the way, and you know, she's been criticized by me, too, for some of her like kind of cringy social media yes. online presence. And I'm like kind of understanding it more because this girl has been put through the ringer. <laughs> I think she's a bit of a people pleaser and obsessed with social media. And I say that as someone who is both and it's not a good combination, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're catapult into this thing. And I'm like, I understand why she is like going off on in IG stories. You know, it's like, yeah, uh, I mean, she, I, I'm just like, I want to be like, just go to therapy, turn off your phone, like, too much has happened. Like, I feel for her. Uh, I really do. It's such a hard... I was just talking on another podcast about this recently, about how coming off of The Bachelor, it is... It takes years, I feel like, unless you're a very disciplined person. It took me years to recognize the point when you have to say, "Yeah, I'm yeah, putting this down. I know. I'm deleting the Instagram right. app. Well, and it's I'm checking. Back I mean, and reality. it's social media, and it's like you know those notifications and everything, good or bad. It is like lighting up, like you know, it's like giving you serotonin. And it, how can anybody not like be somewhat addicted? You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, when you get that many followers, it's constant, constant feedback loop. You yeah, always yeah. have new comments. You yeah. always have new DMs. Yeah, always. Usually, right. like so a you dozen like of never them. get you never get a break. You never like rest really or catch up. It's, I mean, yeah, you could literally be on your phone forever, and there would yeah, and there I would always be someone talking to you. And I think sometimes Katie does that, and I want to just be. I just like I, I feel for her because I also think I would. I 
I know, I know myself and I know I would react in similar ways because yeah, I wouldn't be able to tear myself away. And I just, yeah. And I just think, yeah, all the men going home and just, I I, I digress, but I just, I feel like she's getting a lot of criticism and, you know, for some things maybe valid or whatever. And I think it's fair to be like, and it's totally fair to be like, sometimes she's a little cringy on social media, but again, who amongst us, who amongst us isn't. And it's just hard. It's hard. I yeah. feel like so many people criticizing her too. I'm like, y'all would be so cringy on social y'all media. Would be such you guys a mess. Are, yeah, you guys would be such a mess trying to make everybody happy, trying to be cool, trying to be, you know, relatable. It's a lot. It's and a I lot. Feel, and I feel for her. And what I like about her though too is on her social media, she does, she has in the past taken time to talk about difficult things and yeah. been outspoken. And so I always have to give someone that credit too because yeah. there are plenty of people who will never say anything problematic on social media, but they'll also never say anything yeah. of, yeah. of real right. value right. or you right. know she puts herself out important. there you know and obviously risks come with that but sure. you know sure but anyway justin what's he doing here <laughs> like I, <sighs> what it, is this man and, doing and here? this was the, this was the where we saw the graffiti alley and i was just like uh what what what's happening i you know i think that yeah he seems like a goofy fun guy yeah he does seem fun he has good he I do get good vibes from him. Yeah. And I, I was I was laughing really hard when um they were like in the little carriage thing and he goes and I'm like this these are the deep conversations they're having to decide if they want to get married. Yeah. And he goes, uh, blue cheese or ranch? She goes, Blue cheese and goes, Shut up. And it was just like it was so he was so excited. And he literally he I think he goes like, Shut up and then he goes, What's your ring size? And I'm just like, This is so indicative of their relationship of like they're just they're they're not there. They are they're like not there. frozen on date two forever. Yes, yes. You know, like one hundred percent. Yeah, it's not they a have, bad place to be. No, they, it's nice. Like I, yeah, I it's think he, I think they probably like each other. Sure, you know, they're companions, pleasant companions. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're they're it's it's just wild. It's wild that he's in t- final two. No, he honestly seems like, he, but he seems like he could be like a bestie to her, like giving her advice on the other guys, which yeah. I would, I would actually love if he took on that role yeah. following this episode where he's just like, Katie, where are you at? Yeah. So is it, is it you and Blake? Is that forever? Yeah. You know, like he's the, new, he's the new Chris Harrison. He's like, he just like steps out. He's like in a suit. He, he hands, out, he hands he, her the rose. Yeah, I was going to say, he's like, Katie, this is your final rose. Blake's just standing there yeah. all confused. And, and Justin's just like, like so like, happy for you like, too. Give it to Blake. <laughs> I'm under contract now with ABC. <laughs> I would actually love if he swoops in after this to like debrief with her about all the Greg stuff. But yeah, yeah Justin's a nice guy. They have nothing there except maybe. Yeah. Do we feel like they have a lot of sexual chemistry even? I, I kind of can't tell. He looks... I mean, he looks like probably he looks like a good kisser. Yeah. And so so it's kind of like, but is it all technique and no right. passion? Is he just like hot and a good kisser? Right. And so you're going to enjoy that. Right. Because, you know, the ke- sexual chemistry, there's more things than just like being a hot person who's a good kisser. Yes. There's like, yes. again, there's just that like feeling you get. Yes. A little spark, you know. Right. And I don't. I don't know. I don't really see it, but I'm also not so convinced that they don't have it. Sure. I'm very, I'm very neutral on I him. feel like he's the guy where she would talk about him to her friends and be like, you know, like the sex is good. We yeah, love hanging yes, out. Yes, but yes. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know if there's anything more yeah, there. And he probably right. says the same thing to his friends. Yeah. yeah. And they just like hook up every now and then. Yeah. And it's a good time. And and then they stop talking, but they will they still follow each other on Instagram. And yes. they'll like DM each other sometimes, like put a little, uh-huh. a little fire yeah. uh, emoji, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
sometimes be like, oh, like, what are you up to? You yeah, know? yeah, totally. that's the vibes I get. Love that. Yeah, and it's like perfectly fine. And we all nice. need a Justin in our life, right? We all need a Justin. Yeah, I desperately need a Justin. Yeah, everyone's looking low key. Everyone's looking for their Justin, right? Yes. Like, I'm pleased. It's been a long pandemic. I was always <laughs> like, you know, you pretend that you're looking for your Blake, but yeah. then maybe you're really just looking yeah. for your Justin. It, less pressure. Less yes. pressure with your Justin. You get to live your life yeah. and get to have like sex every now and then. And then go home and not be consumed with your thoughts about someone? Absolutely. Yes. It's, you get to have sex without anxiety. Yes. Which is... You don't have that pit uh, in your stomach when you see a text message from them and you're like, oh God, like yeah. what is this? <sighs> yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> no, it's uh, it's a lot. But I also, I did feel, I did feel really bad though about the parents not, you know, because you could... That was, um, you know, and I really, I really understood it. And I posted about this on my Instagram stories because my dad, when I was on the show, was just like, yeah, no, I'm not going to that show. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, no, not, yeah. not doing that. And yeah. I was like, but dad, like, what if he's the one? My dad was like, if, okay, if he's the one, then I'll meet him after the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have the rest of my life to get to know him. It's funny because we, <laughs> do we often see, honestly, I love and respect that, that he's just like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. But do we often see either the parents just like don't come do we see the confrontation? No, explanation? we don't see like the phone call, do we? I mean, no. I'm trying to remember, have we ever seen that? No. Because we've they've either just not been there and they've explained like, oh, well, my friend came or... Right. That, that's it. Mom and dad were unavailable. No, yeah. they made a point of being like, Justin's parents are not down to come on it this was fucking very, show. It was a very interesting choice and I wasn't really sure why they did that when they normally don't. So I wonder if his parents like are... I can't remember like... Are, are they first generation Americans? I don't I know wonder. anything about Justin. Me neither. He paints a rose and that's about all I got for you. But sometimes I feel like it's like a first generation, like American thing. I feel like I've seen it in my family where it's sort of like. Yeah. It's about like dignity mm. and sort of like yeah. appearances and being like, uh, we cannot support you on this silly show yeah. kind of thing. Right. I don't know if I'm making an overgeneralization. I might be. But um yeah, I mean, they were, I mean, they were just kind of like, you can't possibly know someone enough to, I mean, they were saying what is a normal <laughs> thing to say, which is what we all pretend is not true about the show, which yeah. is you cannot possibly know you want to marry someone like, you know, yeah. having known them for such a small amount of time. I disagree, though. You, you disagree? I think there are, I, I think there are moments. I, yes, I, I do agree. I think now maybe, now maybe knowing, but actually getting engaged. And I know it's like kind of just a, at this point, what does it really mean sure. on the show? People tend to go and they'll like sure. actually get really re-engaged. But probably for the parents, they're like, you're going to know someone for, you know, less than what, two months and you're going to propose to right. them. And, you know, who knows? I mean, I try to explain The Bachelor to my mom all the time. And she's like, what is this? She does. She's like, what is this crap. garbage? Yeah. yeah, I know. But so I can understand. I can understand that. But yeah, it was just so wild to see it. And I felt for him because you could tell he was just really disappointed yeah and it's kind of like a game over situation because yeah. you're not gonna beat the family like i don't know where what can you go? <sighs> not that he was gonna win no but. i know and i kind of fell for him too where i could just tell he was in sort of the position like and i might be overreaching but coming from a similar situation it felt like he doesn't have the type of relationship with his parents where i don't know it just seemed i just got he just wanted more, more support or something yeah and where i i don't i feel like it was just um the issue was like there, you know, yeah. like I don't And I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm projecting, I'm projecting, but I've had issues with my parents in the past where it's like, um, you know, 
I'm your mom and mom or dad. I'm not your friend. And yeah. because I said so, right, you know, right. and it, I sort of got that vibe in it where it's like a sort of because I right, said so kind right. of phone call. And he didn't. Yeah, because he definitely sort of just was like, OK. And he and he pushed back like a like a teeny, yeah. teeny, tiny bit. But, you know, it was very much like, you know, OK. And yeah, I just felt for him being disappointed. And yeah. and I think he handled it really well. And, you know, obviously he was upset. Yeah. But you didn't really see that. And he just yeah. kind of did what he had to do. And then yeah. it was like, all right, I'm going to bring, bring my, my bros. two friends. Yeah. Which I liked his friends. I a liked lot. them a lot. Um, I want to hang out with all of Herb, them. Herb, I loved. You love Herb. I mean, so he, cute. When, and he was just like, it was a pleasure meeting you. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, Herb. I'm like, is Herb the one that you fall in love with when you're fucking Justin? Yeah. 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 Herb, it is a pleasure <laughs> meeting you. Like he had immediately just great vibes yeah. and like, Super, he just seemed super sweet and chill. And yeah, both the friends were like, I was dying when she was like, he's a really good kisser. And they're like, my, my boy. And I'm like, what did you teach him? Like, what is that? It's like such a strange, like, that's my dude. Okay. What does that have anything that's to do? That's my son. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like, taught him everything he knows. Yeah, it was, it was, it was hilarious. But it, they were very cute. And my roommate and I were talking about, they, they just seemed like a friend group that you would want to hang out with. Totally. You know, just like good, nice dudes, people, nice dudes. You'd have fun. You'd go to the bar. Very chill. Um, Safe people. Yeah. Seems like like nothing bad to say about them. No, no. Yeah. And and I think that they probably felt the same way about Katie, but they're probably like, oh, they're like, they're like, you don't actually, you want to marry her? <laughs> yeah. It was like, you're actually you in love with her. Like, OK, like it was definitely. Yeah. But they were but they were so supportive, too. They were they were they were supportive and they were nice. Uh, and yeah, I would have totally. Yeah. I really want more of a herb. Yeah. Herb, yeah, was, yeah. herb was great. Agreed. Um, But yeah, I think uh, that's all there really is to say about Justin. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, he didn't tell he didn't. I know he was like, I really need to tell her. But he didn't say I love you. Right. He, he no, was he said, like, I am falling, falling in love with you. Okay. Which gotcha. that, Classic, I'm like, that's know. weeks ago, buddy. That's yeah, the yeah, stage that yeah, you're at in right. like week and he five. Was like, I'm falling oh, in love with so you. so good that I opened up. And I was like, and I, when he said that, I was like, did he say I love you? Because mm. he really was like acting as if he had just said this incredibly difficult thing. And I'm like, falling, I'm falling for you is... That's like day two in this in this franchise. Yeah, exactly. I'm falling. Well, he did say falling for you. He did say I'm, I'm falling, falling in love, love with which you. Is a step yeah. after that is true. That is true. But yeah, it's. I feel like they always do. They'll, sometimes they'll do. I'm falling in love with you, like around hometown, and then it's like I'm in love with you, fantasy suites. Or sometimes they will do an I love you after family. But it's sometimes it's, they do. An, yeah, it's it's somewhere around there. It's either after the family I love you, or after we had sex I love you. Yeah. You know? One of the two. One thing I wanted, I forgot to point out during Blake's, which is kind of important for later on how we're going to talk about it. When Katie is talking to Blake's mom, she makes it very clear to Blake's mom, like, yeah, there are other guys here and like I could break your son's heart and I'm not going to say I love you to any of them. So that's what I've decided on. And and she made that boundary very clear. Uh, Yep. And she, I think she made, I mean, she made that clear to everyone. Everyone, which makes me feel like even though we didn't, I don't believe we ever saw that explicit conversation with Greg. No, but with his mom. But with his mom and with Blake's mom and with fucking everyone. Yeah. Which leads me to believe that Greg already knew yeah. that she wasn't going to say I love you to any of the leads or put forward any yeah. of that stuff. Did yeah. she say she was falling in love with him weeks ago? Yes. She's given him the most. She's The most. She's definitely given him the most. And like for so long, she's given him this reassurance and he's barely even given her anything. Yes. 
And so it, it's wild, the idea that, like, he hasn't... No, she's gone out of her way. And, like, you know, and he'll be kind of like... He, you know, he'd be like, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't know. And she's just like, I, re- she's, I really like you. Like, I'm, I want you to be here. She always did that. She and you know what? Did that. I didn't even think about this until <laughs> just now. What he was trying to do initially was trying to get her to say, I love you. Was trying to get her to say more than she had already communicated. She wasn't going to do. So immediately he's trying to push past a boundary that she's set. Yeah. Yes. She said, I don't want to say I love you to any of the guys until the end because I don't think it's fair and I don't want to I don't want to create a mess. Yeah. And he was trying to push past that boundary. Yeah. Red flag number one. Yep. Him even trying to get her to say like, I love you or, or communicate so, more. It's just so fucked up. And so what I'm saying is, even though we didn't see her directly communicate that to him since it's in the scenes that we saw, yeah. Her communicating it to like literally every other family member yeah, or friend. I'm sorry. There's I, no way he doesn't know that. No, there's no way he doesn't know that. And if he doesn't know that, then he wasn't listening to her. She probably said that weeks ago, to be honest. Yeah. She probably said like, I, I feel like she's more. probably said that to. Yeah. Mo- she said that to multiple guys. I wouldn't even be surprised. I mean, this is completely me, you know, pontificating. M- yes. But I wouldn't even be surprised if this was something that she like made like widely known, like in almost like a group setting of like, you know. Uh, of 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 where her boundary because you know Katie has talked has talked so much about setting these boundaries and for a season that has like been so much about like you know she has talked about her sexual assault and she has talked about like growing and learning to say you know to say no and to like put herself first and therapy and all of these like really important things about boundaries and consent and like emotional needs being met it is so crazy to see like what happened and that switch because it's like this has been a season where I think that's been talked about s- maybe more than any. Yeah. You know, of like consent and like respecting people, you know, and like respecting people looks like it's not just when someone says wants to have sex with you and then you say no and then they respect that. It's like respect goes in so many ways. Respecting people's physical and emotional boundaries. Yes. 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 <sighs> and I just realized I'm like, oh, my God, dude, that's red flag one. She he was he wanted her to. D- yeah. Uh, okay, so then comes Greg's um, Greg's hometown. Yep. The New Jersey thing was um, equally pathetic. I, 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 I just s- hate. I just hate these. I, and then, did you hear when he was like, he was like, I was so happy to show you New Jersey. I had so much fun in Seattle, and I was like, what ha- is happening? This needs to stop. I was like, you were not in Seattle. And he was like, remember when the fish. rain fell? Yeah. Like, that was like four days he ago. Was like, My favorite part was when we said goodbye. I was like, when it was over, <laughs> what? When you got to have your on-screen moment. Why is that man so obsessed with rain? Because he he, he, he wants, wants to be in a Ryan. Go- he does one hundred percent. He wants to have like he you know he has his like little monologues and stuff too. But I've never seen someone so obsessed with kissing someone in the rain. It's not fun. I've have you no, tried kissing yeah, in the rain? It's not it's, fun. Ugh. You get like, rain in your and eyes. You're cold. Yeah, and it's like, like can't breathe. No, it's yeah. I don't know what what he thinks he's auditioning for. The but, Notebook. Yeah. Like, you're not Ryan Gosling. Which, by the way, someone, people were bringing up in my DMs. They were like, Greg thinks he's in the notebook. But also, the notebook is not a super healthy example of love. No, it's not. He's like, I wrote you so many letters. Leave her alone. (laughs) Wasn't she getting married or she was married? I haven't seen it in a long time. But like, she's with someone, dude. Like, she has a fiance. Stop (laughs) writing her letters and find a single available girl in town. It's not romantic. You put your life on the line to like wait for this person forever. Ew. I know. 
It's weird. Oh, it's people weird. are going to come for us, but maybe not by this episode, but about our analysis of the notebook. Yeah. Well, I mean, watch it again with a critical eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, it's a movie and, you know, movies are filled with like unrealistic yeah. whatever and it's just like I don't it's just so frustrating uh, you know what though I think that so many of these movies and I think it's something so important to remember create this narrative where this man or this woman is you owe everything yes and you sacrifice everything for this person and you give up everything for them and you'll even give up the hope of new love or yeah. having a regular yeah. life yeah for the dream of this person yeah and guys yeah we gotta cut that and shit. i have participated in that like there is there is one specific ex my my like high school college like yeah. sweetheart who i mean it's been like i mean we broke up in like 2012 and there were so many years afterward where he and i both would like it was we romanticize this and we would have other partners. Oh, girl, I still even and, think about yeah. my first love. And we would where I'm be like, like, oh, and I'd be like, we've you know, and we would like send each other emails mm -hmm. and it would just be like, I think about you, and yeah. it would be like we haven't talked in like five years. Yeah. So uh, listen, I've been there, yeah. I've participated in that. And but, romances and and this crazy unrealistic yeah. romance is wonderful and it's right. fun to think right. about, right? Of course, and it's like we enjoy the drama <sighs> of, of course. it. Of course, we like the like adrenaline spikes and stuff. That's why we watch drama. That's why we watch these movies. So I get that and I understand that. But it's also like seeing Greg's interpretation of being Ryan Gosling is terrifying. <laughs> so, you know, and horrible and horrible. I think I Evan brought up in one of the Chatty Bros episodes. He was like, you know, people are willing to overlook so much in romantic relationships that they wouldn't in other kinds of relationships, yeah. you know, that they wouldn't in totally. friendships or interactions with other people. And actually toxic friendships, though, can exist. I've definitely totally. witnessed some of that shit, totally. too. Um, but it's just important to remember, dude. It's like, are you going to... I don't know. Heartbreak is so real, but yeah. also like healing is so real too yeah and i i don't know i think we just gotta stop putting this this the one on the pedestal right the, right the idea of the one on the pedestal is just not it's not healthy yeah and if you're and it sets you up for disappointment like and it sets you up it, it, that sets you up for heartbreak mm. You know, if this one person that you had like a great relationship with, you have to hold on to them for the rest of your life. It's like, of course, you're going to be heartbroken with that ideal. You know? Or every other every person that you have a good relationship with. You're like, oh, why don't I feel yeah, like I want to? Yeah. Why don't I feel like yeah. I want to lay my life down for this right, person and right. sacrifice it all? Yeah. For and them? I'm, I'm always Is that like, real love. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, maybe that's just like growing up and like not being so intensely in these like teen. That, that's like when you're that's your brain being done developing. You like know stop I mean? watching Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's move like, on. Yeah, that's like having your brain finally fully develop and you're like, oh yeah, no, that's not healthy to think like the Romeo and Juliet of it all. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. move on. You know? Buffy and the, uh, what's his name? Spike. Buffy and, well, there's Buffy and Spike, there's Buffy and Angel. Mm. I'm a Buffy and Spike gal myself, but. Well, life's not a Buffy and Spike No, well, romance. we are not, we are not slayers and vampires. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, so annoying, right? It's, it's just, it's so much. And I don't know, his, the family stuff, I also kind of got like, I don't know. Okay, yeah, let's talk about Greg's family. Let's talk about Greg's how family. Did you feel about, how did you feel about like, I don't know, his mom? Did you get any weird weirdos? Weirdos, <laughs> all of them. Yes. Um, 
Okay, no, his. Okay, I'm I'm being real though. I'm I got, being real though. I got weird some vibes from his. Mom. Weird vibes. Like, I'm not just saying vibes. that because I hate Greg. I swear, guys. Actually, the rest of his family was fine. Yeah, I'm I'm being goofy. But goofy moment aside, weird vibes. Weird vibes. I, I was also like, she kind of gave me like Real Housewives of like New Jersey. Totally. Which that is not the weird vibes. No. I'm down I like with that. that. I like that. But I don't know, and it. Like it, okay, it's we, hard. It's hard to know. It's like it's hard to know. And I do get you know, like you said, it's a weird environment. Weird. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, people can be like stiff or or. Uh, so it's like I I do give I cut some slack of like people a family, especially like I don't know, like a woman, a middle aged woman, maybe like not knowing how to appear on the Bachelor. I'm like, yeah, maybe she sure. is giving off weird vibes. I get that, but. Yeah, I don't know. I have little spidey senses. Here's what I have to say, though. I think he's like the adored favorite for sure. Oh, yes. The and golden boy. he's the golden boy, which makes me nervous. You know what, though? I did get some insight into him, I feel like, from his mom. Um, something that I realized, like, I, you know, she was doing the same sort of like deadpan, like, wow, so happy for <laughs> you, Katie, and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. But you did see her kind of like light up and smile and ease yeah. up when she was around Greg. Yeah. Like she saw actual emotion yeah. and she was like, I'm so happy that right. you're happy. Right. And so I was sort of like, okay, the sense that I get from this family and that I get from specifically Greg and his mom is maybe around other people. Like maybe there does tend to be a bit of an emotional wall up. Mm. Cause we talk about Greg being like and dead in the so eyes. So close. This family is like, it's like, yeah. it's like they're like, nothing can kind of come in. You know what I mean? Or yeah. penetrate it, which right. is a little bit scary if you're sure. <laughs> trying to date sure. someone, but I could see they're, they're this very protectiveness close, yeah, very, and, very close family where maybe there's like so much love within it, but maybe yeah. they're standoffish with it. And I will say, I do want to give her credit because, and I was ready to be like, mm. but at the end she was like, you know, whoever gets Greg is so lucky. And I was like ready to be like, oh, here we go. Cause I hate when the moms are like my boy. Right, right, right. And, but then she did say, and he is equally lucky to like yeah. have, and I, I was like, okay, That's I did sweet. appreciate yeah. that. I thought that that was sweet because she was like, you know, you're both lucky to have found each other. Yeah. So I, I give her credit for that because I was worried about the like, you know, yeah, my perfect he boy. He can do no moment. wrong. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, I had seen sort of this, the same sort of dead in the eyes thing with her. But then when I saw her with him, I was just like, okay, so like, yeah. I think that they might just be protected people of each other maybe they just genetically have dead in the eye you know they're just maybe that's that's their resting face maybe but i saw her i did see her light up with him and so and i saw him light up with her too yeah i felt like like i felt i saw them connecting yes yes Um, they're definitely it's definitely a close family definitely close family with that with a lot of love i do see a lot of love in that family but with that but with that (laughs) and i'm not trying to go too far but there are times when then in protective families like you will excuse any behavior of Mm -hmm. the other person you know like my son would never do that i know my brother and he would never do that right 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 i don't want to jump and i don't okay sorry that's going a little too far that's implying that i'm saying that like he is an abuser right 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 and we don't know and of course we you know, it's like, yes, we are only seeing snapshots. Sure. Like, of course, like this is all that's what all of this is, is just us like conjecture or whatever. But yeah, I, I sometimes those super, super, super close knit. And I come from a very close knit, very tight family. But um, I don't know. I just the vibes were. And maybe I'm maybe I'm projecting because of just like how I feel about him and like red flags I was seeing with the dad situation um so it's i don't know i I think that there was also a lot of 
It's complicated because I think having so, you know, I have a I have a dead parent myself, so I feel like I can speak on it. It's like, of course, they're going to want to include him and talking about him and like that, that, that the loss of him is felt in this room, you know, Um, but it's also that was like there was a lot of talking about the dad and there was a lot of like trauma dumping and putting things on Katie where it's like Katie also has lost a father Mm. and it just felt it felt felt uncomfortable to me Mm. it didn't feel like really being really bringing someone into the family and and being like you know well of course we also want to acknowledge like the person that's missing it felt like and i don't remember how recently he passed 2019 okay so it's so it's fresh yeah um it felt like there has been a there hasn't been a lot of processing of the grief right and then that's like being kind of like put on Katie. And I'm at I'm like the first time you're meeting someone's family too. Like that's so heavy uh, for him to just be bawling about, you know, his dad. And again, it's like, I have a lot of obvious empathy because I've been there. Like I was 16 when my dad died, but people being like, well, he was just emotional, whatever. It's like, but that's a lot for Katie. That's a lot for Katie to like have when she's meeting the family, you know? Yeah, that's especially a lot because she's been because through she's been the through same that. thing. So it's like, of course, I could trigger something. And I, I think something interesting that um, I don't remember. I think it was maybe the brother who was talking to Katie and said, like, you know, Greg doesn't talk about our dad. Like, Greg never talks about him. Like, Greg has never, like, you know, he, this is not a subject he brings up. This is not something we see him get emotional about, you know, and, and he's and he was saying it as like a a a good thing about that Katie's brought this out in him and like he can confide in Katie. And I just, I got nervous and I had some red flags go up because, you know, you don't, you can't put all of your grief and trauma on someone, especially your romantic partner. No. And it's almost like, is she supposed to be his therapist? Like, is she supposed to help him shepherd him through this loss and this trauma? And um, and I, and I, it's like, I can also see this. And again, I know that it's just my perspective and it's, you know, everyone's grief and everyone's loss is different, but I feel like I've gone through so many similar things. Like my, my probably best, my best and worst relationship have been with men who had dead fathers. Mm. And those were things obviously we bonded with, mm-hmm. but in different ways, the one where it was a really loving relationship, we both lost our fathers to cancer in high school. And it was something that we bonded and understood each other through but it was not like the only thing and we had we had talked about it and we were like processing it and we were grieving it separately yeah and yeah we had moments of doing that together and that was a nice bonding thing in that sure like at graduation when everyone was so excited we both understood the shared bittersweet moment of being like super excited and then both wanting to like cry for a minute yeah and that was something that we could just understand about each other but again it wasn't like like we needed each other to survive to get through this loss because we were already like doing that on our own yeah and 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 the best we could in high school and and whatnot but and then i and then i've dated someone who i've dated a lot of men with like dead fathers i don't know we seem to find each other (laughs) and then i dated someone we go to like the meetings and then i dated someone who you know the it was just I was like supposed to be the savior yeah. and all of his depression and all of his loss and all of his trauma went away because of me. Yeah. And then, you know, he flips a switch and it's, you know, they're all of a sudden it's like, 
a different person. It's it was similar. It was similar to Greg. Well, and I would even say um, I because you can't a, you can't save someone like that. You know what I mean? Right. And and I even had a relationship with someone who it was an otherwise very pretty healthy person, pretty healthy relationship, and he was not a manipulative person at all, no ounce of it. However, he wouldn't talk to anyone else about his issues with mm. um, a very close family member, mm. and I was the only one that he would confide yeah. in, and and and. I think it was literally just because he didn't have any tools for how to right. work through stuff. Right. Um, and he had trust issues with other people and yeah. he did trust me and that made me feel good. But it was also a huge burden huge to carry. Burden. And it was one of those things too, if like a friend reached out to me and was like, Hey, is blah, blah, blah. Okay. Like right. one of his friends. Right. And if I said anything that he would be kind of mad at me and yeah. be like, I trusted you. And I'm like, I can't carry this weight you alone. Can't be this the is too much. Of all of someone's, you know, traumas and pain and stuff, because it's just, it's too much. Then because you're only yeah. a person you're and not to mention person. if relationships can be temporary then where does that even leave that yeah. person then when you're gone like yeah. they need someone to right. to they need more than one person to hold yeah. space for them in their grief and trauma yeah and i and i think that this is even like a bigger like like systematic issue of i have noticed this is generalizing but a lot of times you know maybe in like a heterosexual relationship like a man will a, a woman will be the only person that yes. he shares certain things totally. with. Whereas maybe we share with our friends or whatever. Yes. We can have like, I have so many I intimate. I call my mom and then I yeah, call my best friend right. and I call my other best friend yeah. and my sister. And I have and, so yeah. many intimate relationships with my platonic girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think we foster that enough in men. And yes. and so, and I know like kind of what you were saying, I think probably so many like women in heterosexual relationships have had those moments of being like, you're their girlfriend and you're their therapist and you're the only person they can talk to about something. And it's, it's like, like you said, it like makes you feel good yes. because you're like, they trust me and they love me and I'm here for them and I'm helping. And I believe it's a motherly instinct too. It's, it's a, mother, a codependent it's a motherly instinct. instinct for sure. But that's a lot. And that can like weigh on you and you just can't. And then when you go through something, how do you have the space to hold like, all of it and it's like that's why I think it's so important for like men to be it's for it to be normal for men to like go to therapy and I wish they had <sighs> like closer intimate like male friendships where they could talk about you know their feelings and I know some do but I think overall it still is not as normal as it is for women mm -hmm. and it, it's a, it's 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 sad and I think so many things in like the world would be solved yeah if that was just normal for them to share that with people who are not just like their romantic partner yeah and I think it's just as I think it's a, a symptom of the patriarchy if you will that the, that there is this pressure to on us to be the emotional keepers and I think that some of that is um you know, there's like a, a cocktail of hormones yeah. with female and male sex, yeah. you know, and right. I think that a lot of that does come down to, yeah. right. to hormones and right. all of that. But I will say a lot of the women I know, they put in the time and the effort to go to therapy, to yeah. read self-help books, right. to try to better themselves right. emotionally, right. Um, to be able to develop healthier, intimate relationships. Right. And um yeah I agree with you I think it yeah. would be better if men felt that same kind of pressure like how how, how many I do it with my partner I know yeah. just as with Evan I know so many women who right. are like they're educating their partners right. on you know social issues right educating their partners you know on right. emotional dynamics right. educating that you know and right. kind of hand-holding yeah, these emotional spheres and there's and there's nothing wrong with that yeah. and and definitely like 
that shouldn't like go away or will go away. It's like that's again, that's a beautiful part of intimacy. Right. But it, it it's stressful when you are like the only person that can have that that can, you know, how many hats can you wear? You know what I right. mean? And it's a lot. And most of us are not qualified to be therapists, you know, like no. we do our best. No, but, you know, and so and I and I just felt like that was what we were seeing of even the brother being like, you know, yeah, he doesn't tell anyone about this. And I, I was just getting nervous for Katie to already have the loss of her dad. And then now she's supposed to. I swear, every time he said, you fill the hole in my heart, I wanted to punch the screen because I was like, that is so, that's such a red flag to me. Okay, we're going to get into this. We're going to get into this shit. First, I'm going to do a little, okay. uh, take a breather. A little commercial break here. All right. A quick word about wine. First of all, I have a bone to pick with whoever decided that rosé in the summer was <laughs> basic. I'm using air quotes. Who in the world decided that a lightly sweet, easy drinking glass of rosé with two ice cubes on a hot Saturday afternoon was anything but delightful? That's their loss because truly there is nothing better. And now that I'm a First Leaf Wine Club member, I get my wine delivered right to my door. So I'm always fully stocked with my go-to summer drinks. Mm-hmm. First Leaf is a wine club unlike any other because it's created an algorithm that makes your deliveries hyper-specific to your preferences. So, let's say you typically prefer one type of wine or a certain winemaker. First Leaf notes that. And then they send you other bottles that they might think you'll, you'll enjoy. After each shipment, you'll rate the bottles. So, as your shipments come, they'll become even more and more tailored to what you love. And you get to customize how big your shipments are and how often you get deliveries, which means no matter what you've got coming up in life, entertaining, events, holidays, First Leaf makes sure you're always ready whether you're by the water grilling with friends or taking it easy first leaf is the perfect summer staple join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for 29.95 and free shipping just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash chatty that's six bottles of wine for 29.95 broads that's less than five bucks per bottle of wine and they're fantastic and free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash chatty if you have lived through the early 2000s How's your hair doing? No, seriously. Between the relentless straightening. <laughs> I remember before school in the morning, I'd have to have my mom help me straighten the back of my hair every single morning. The bleach blonde highlights, the ultra tight ponytails. It's kind of a miracle we have any hair left at all. And all jokes aside, though, hair thinning and hair loss is a very real thing for millions of women. It's just sort of an accepted part of getting older or postpartum i've gone through it it doesn't have to be with nutrafol nutrafol has two targeted formulas made just for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness and the thing that i was most excited about it helps address shedding nutrafol helps with all of it in fact in a clinical study 86 percent of women reported improved hair growth after six months of taking nutrafol and more than 1500 top doctors recommend it as an effective solution for healthier hair I can't wait to see my results as I keep taking Nutrafol. My hair is just growing, growing, growing. And Jess has been super open about her hair loss. And I know she has started taking Nutrafol and she's super excited about it. So you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code Chatty to save 15, $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere. And it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Promo code Chatty. All right. Okay. Well, I will say one one thing I I I, I do think 
his I think his his first kind of emotional kind of outpouring with his family there. I could under I understood that a lot because I'm like, you know, they're everyone's sleep deprived, whatever. And then here he's seen his family and he's gone through this like weird environment. Sure. And I'm like, what I was seeing was not even about Katie. What I was seeing was him maybe processing like things about his dad and being with his family. And if they're this incredibly close family, just I, I think what we were seeing was just like a lot of grief and and confusing emotions and i don't necessarily know that we were seeing like i'm so happy to be so in love with katie i think we were just seeing like being back with his family and and being like exhausted and being going through a weird thing and maybe like thinking about his dad like really in depth like in a way that he hasn't let himself do because he maybe has been shutting it off and he's been forced to do it so i think we were really seeing a lot of stuff about his dad and i don't even think we were seeing a lot of stuff about like Mm. His love for Katie, to be mm. honest. That's mm. how I felt. I mean, I think that makes sense. Uh, I do, I can't help but think about, though, how, or not the, though, and I can't help but think about how, um, like, supposedly he was trying to get on Hannah Brown season and then got mm. cast for Claire's. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. I don't know. It's just such a bigger lesson of like, you got to be honest with yourself. Like, are you in an emotional space to right. have an intimate relationship? Quite possibly right. the foundation for a relationship for the rest of your life. Are you in a space for that? Right. And you know what? I will say sometimes maybe you don't realize you aren't until you're in sure. a situation. But if that's the case, what what he could have done was recognize that and then you know, maybe gone up to her and been like, I'm, you know, I'm not in, I, I really need to do more work on me and I need to like process things about my dad. And there's just so much he could have done to even step away and like break up with her and remove himself and be like, "Uh, there's, and he could have said, he could have still been like, you know, and this is too much for me. And like, I'm not getting maybe what I need from you or whatever, but that it was just, he was not going to be ready and he needed to leave and do the work on himself and be in a healthier space for him, for her, for whoever he ends up with in the future. There's just, a, there's just a way to, and that's something that he could have maybe gotten through therapy and things that, you know, we, we learn, I feel like as women more than we teach men. Let's break this down. Let's talk about his, let's talk about their first conversation that yes. sparked it all. After they're talking, like you said, it was a lot about his dad. He essentially says, I have a hole in my heart for mm-hmm. my dad. You fill it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which is so much to put on her. Oh my God. First of all, how so much, especially if someone with loss. Okay. Yeah. Look, I I don't like to pull this card, but like my papa, who was like a second yeah. father to me, was murdered when I was 17. Right. I can't fuck. I know it's different for everyone else, right. but right. I can't fucking imagine telling any romantic partner ever you fill the hole right of such a traumatic loss where my pop no 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 one also that doesn't exist and it's an unhealthy kind of like you're saying it's like no you will have this space and it's okay to have this space for that person. It may be a lost. hole forever. Yeah, it and it, it will. It will. It will be a wound. It will be something. The hole and might you, get smaller. Yeah, and, and you will, less. and you will learn how to deal with it. And like 
you know, grief over time can turn into something where it is painful, but it becomes painful in a bittersweet way where you remember them and you talk about yes, them and you keep yes. them alive and, you can laugh and thinking about yeah, them and you can and and, and that t- that takes time and, and there you will, don't have to crumble every right. time there's a big life event and right. you're like why aren't they right. here I mean that might happen the and rest that, of your life and that might happen too like I have had years where I've been fine good and then I've had years where you know it will have been a decade or something and then that's the year on Father's Day mm-hmm. I lose my mind mm-hmm. and that's how grief is so you also can't expect someone to to cover that because it's just it's not going to happen it's an unhealthy thing to expect it's an unhealthy thing to say to someone and it would be so much better to be like you know I you know have this I have this hole from losing my dad and I know you understand it too, but yes. like loving you and being with you, like there's so much joy that that has brought to me. And like, I hope we can heal together yeah, and we can heal. And we, you know, and I'm always going to miss my dad, but like meeting you reminds me there's like, so almost kind of like not to compare them. I know all grief is different and they're different, very different people. But like, I love when Michael was like, how, you know, he's never, ever going to forget his late wife. Right. He's going to love her forever. He's going to see her in his child. Like, mm. She's always she is always going to be a presence and she's always going to exist. And that's a beautiful thing. And when he was like, I'm so excited to get to fall in love again, mm. you know, and, and, and the optimism of that. And that's a way that's a way to have grief that's going to be forever. And then also like love someone and be like, but wow, having you has brought like new dimensions new of joy, joy yeah. new excitement. And yes, I have this pain and I will have this pain. But like you have. You have, in, you have brought something brand new and exciting, you know? And yeah. that's like, again, I know I shouldn't compare it, but that's no, a healthier but there, way. But there are healthy ways of dealing with grief and there yeah. are unhealthy ways of dealing with grief. Yeah, right. And not talking to any of your family about it and trying to fill the whole of that person with, with another person. partner, especially. Or even other things. Or other, or other things. Substances, yeah. wh- whatever. In there. And that's not good. Yeah. Um. And, and no, you can't like fault someone for that, but. Right. Okay. I might be reading into it a little bit, yeah. but I went and played back. Oh my God. Again, it's like, I'm, it was, I'm it, trying it, it was really so, hard to sort through like, is this a personal vendetta against Greg? But I went back and rewatched it and I swear to God, Aria, I swear to God. It was like, he started out saying his feelings. Like I've never felt like this with anyone before. Yeah. And he would pause and yeah. he would watch for her reaction. Yeah. And then he would say, you know, like after losing my dad, like I feel like you fill the hole. And then yeah. he would pause and he would watch her wait for her to say something. She yeah. wouldn't say anything. He would go again. Then he would go like, you know, if I get down on one knee, it's forever. Yeah. It's going to be forever. Yeah. Pause. Watch. And he did that. Yeah. Over and over and over again. He was. Kept waiting for the response. He was looking for a particular response. Yes. He went into that conversation. And to me, that there is a distinct difference. Yes. There is a difference of, like we were talking about earlier, laying your feelings out there and being like, take me or leave me. This is how yeah. I feel about you. And that's my love for you. Right. There's that or it's. Yeah. Give me this response back. Right. Tell me you and love then me you too. Didn't, you didn't say Tell that. Tell me you well, want Let me this. try it a different way. And and I swear you know? to God, that's what he was doing. It was this like trying mating. to get A to Z, and he's like, "How? Which way can I get?" And he there? was yeah. looking at her, and it was like he was trying to gauge, like, "Well, what if I say this now? Then will I get the response that I'm looking for?" Which yeah. uh, to me, it's very simple. It comes down to like an insecurity, and you he wanted his feelings to be validated, mm-hmm. which is a very human thing. Yeah, right. But then where it went from there was just when it went crazy. But I swear, even from that first conversation, he was he was not. It was not just wanting to show his his feelings to Katie. It was 
expecting and needing a certain response. Yes. And if that response was anything other than it was going to be a fucking problem. Yes. I, I agree with you. And I think grief of it all aside, I get the vibe that Greg is not someone who has been rejected by women a lot. And he is maybe someone who, you know, these emotional out, the emotional outpouring he did is maybe what women have done to him, you know, of like almost like the, the wanting to be with him so bad. So maybe he's expecting, you know, oh, if I'm like, you know, I love you, of course, she's going to be like, oh, my God, I love you, too. And then when he didn't get that, I think you saw you saw a very wounded ego. And like you said, like not having the response that you wanted, which that can happen and you can be disappointed when sure. someone doesn't give you the response you wanted. But I didn't see, I didn't see like a hurt, disappointed, like, I don't know, like tender, tender sadness for not getting maybe, for not hearing that somebody loves you back. Sure. I saw anger and like, again, like an like ego and almost like an indignation of like, how dare you? I did not get what was deserved. Yeah. You know, I deserved this response back from you. I told you this. And and the reason that I think that too, the reason that we think that is because he says as much down the line, which we'll get to. But uh, let's talk about her response for a second, because I saw I saw her listening to him Mm -hmm. and maybe I'm giving her too much credit. But when she smiled and said, you know, she kind of like, (laughs) <laughs> like chuckled and he was like what what yeah. and he already by the way was starting to get pissed he was he was and i didn't see her as being dismissive with her like smile and giggle I, I think that she was again maybe giving her too much credit but i saw it as she was soaking it all in yeah. she was like i think she was maybe a little uncomfortable because she had told herself she wasn't going to say right. i love you right and i think she had set that boundary and presumably made that boundary clear too. right and and this was very heavy whereas all the other ones had not all the other hometowns had not been that heavy and maybe it was you know you wanting to say something or wanting to validate but she she has so much like probably going on in her head and I feel like I could even see her like you said I did not see it as like a well I like looking at you because you're so hot I saw it as like a uh she's like enamored with this person and enamored in a way of not just you know physically but like she she and we've seen that over and over again, she is smitten with Greg. Yes, she is. She's she, enveloped in him. She she seeks him out. She gives him reassurance. Like he's he's the one. She's just like she can't like stay away from. And she wants. And we saw her wanting so much reassurance from him. And him being like, you know, oh, like what? Why do you think that? Or what do you do? You know. And her and her giving him so much. And him kind of playing it. You know, keeping his cards close to his chest. And I was even thinking like maybe that's why she likes him so much because sometimes we are kind of attracted sure. to people who like. She was pursuing him, whereas everyone else is pursuing her as the lead. Right. And I think that if previously we had never seen her give displays of affection and assurance constantly throughout the beginning of the season, I could maybe understand part of that anger. But come on. Like she said that and it was in that moment a switch was flipped. And and I think that what she said, like, I just love looking at you. Oh, God, I was listening to 
the vial files on this morning and nick was like really adamant that that was like a shallow ter- and i've seen other people with this take like that was a shallow mm-hmm. terrible thing that she said in that moment and i was like okay maybe it wasn't the right thing yeah but like you said she's been enamored with him and has been giving him reassurance yeah the end of time and she set a boundary she wasn't gonna say i love you and so i i think that when she said that she i i don't know i think she had absolutely zero clue that it was going to head in the direction that no, it did. No, and I did not see it as some sort of shallow... Like, okay, you know what this was not? This was not when... um, Who was it with Juan Pablo? Was it Claire that was like, <laughs> I, I love you? And he was like, I love fucking you? Or who was? There was something. It was not <laughs> I that. love your tits. Yeah, no. yeah. It was not that. She was, I think... Which, by the way, even that... I'm sorry, that's an asshole move. Yeah. But like... Yeah. That's an asshole move. Right, right, right. Is there, is it anything more than that? Right, right. It's just, yeah, it's like, okay, rude, you know? Yeah. But it, for her. Dude, to- my partner says things all the time <laughs> where I'm like, I'm yeah. telling Gray, you know, like, yeah. I love you, you mean the world to me. And he's right. just like, hmm, so do you want to watch Star Wars now or whatever? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, okay, it's annoying. Yeah. It's rude. But sure, sure. Welcome to fucking reality because we're not in the fucking notebook. Right, right. Yeah. Unfortunately for Greg, because he would like to be. But it was, it was, yeah, I, I saw her as being a bit uncomfortable yeah. because she had set this boundary and there's a lot that was like put upon her and said to her. And that was like, you know, he gave her this, you know, this very, the trauma, heavy, heavy dump, like trauma dumping on her of all of this stuff. We don't know. I could also see her trying to process it too. And we don't know, like maybe she was thinking about her fucking dad, like, and maybe she was like trying to not like fall apart or dissociate, completely dissociating. Yeah. Maybe she was trying not to also fall apart so that they weren't just like both falling apart. And like, she she does have the pressure of being the lead and trying to like keep the show going. And like, I think she was, there was so much happening in that moment. And I think she was just kind of like, yeah, I, I really like, I love, I love, I love looking at, it's like when you don't know what to say to someone because you're almost like overcome yeah, and almost like awkward or nervous or something. And listen, could she have maybe, could she have maybe said like, I don't know, gave him some sort of reassurance about like the loss or something and be like, I, I, I'm, thank you for sharing that with me or I don't know, something. And again, I still think he trauma dumped no, on her. Even if she said, I th- like, thank you for sharing yeah. this with me or something, he his response would have been the no, fucking same. Right, you're right. Okay, so let's even just say, for the sake of argument, let's even say that what she did was an asshole move. Whatever. Okay. He flips a switch. Yeah. And you see he, it. He goes, yeah. Shuts down. I know. It was scary. I was scared. I was ready to call 911. It was like, and let's just even assume for the sake of argument that that was him having a trauma response and yeah. being like, right, a defense I mechanism. opened up to you and yeah, it's sure. like a defense mechanism. And now I'm scared because yeah. I don't feel like I, like you heard me. Right. Okay. You're going to, you're going to hurt, an, you're gonna hurt an me. Asshole. He didn't yeah. feel heard. Okay. Then she is like immediately. Right. What's she wrong? Clocks it, what's yeah. going on? You know, and he's like, yeah. nothing, you know, what, why would you think that anything is wrong? You I know, know. whatever. <laughs> that immediately red flag so then she he's doing the whole thing of like and, and he even says something to the effect right of like like well don't you like don't you know why or like mm-hmm. doesn't he say something like that like uh, like yeah couldn't you, couldn't you tell like right. or s- something yeah anyway and then they do this very whole, dismissive very like you know cryptic and, and then they do this whole whispery thing outside so can you break that down for me? What, what happened there? I did not make note of that. And I was like, what? I don't, I didn't really understand what was going yeah. on with that well, little he was, whispery well, he outside was, combo. Well, he was very upset because he was like, you know, you don't, you don't, under, you don't understand like what I'm going through. 
And you could tell she was like, no, like I am trying. Like, fucking do. Yeah, she's like, no, I am trying to. And there was something where she said something like, no, like I, I do or I'm trying to. And he's like, no, you don't. And it was so like just dismissive. And I think she was just trying to get clarity on what happened yeah. because I think she doesn't understand what happened because all of a sudden he it was flipped a, a switch. It was the briefest moment. It was the briefest moment. Yeah. And like maybe it was a misstep, but there was that. Um, and does she apologize that night? She doesn't. She doesn't. Okay. No, I think she's very confused and she's like, try- I think she's just trying to understand and um, explain and get clarity. And they basically end up parting ways. But but to be fair, like, I, I, I don't think that she even realized that she said anything that was a misstep in no. the moment. She only realized that he shut down and then yeah. it was like, what have I done? Well, what did I do? Remember she was like, well, and he was like, oh, what do you mean? Like, and she was like, well, your body language. Yeah. You know, and he's just like, you know, and, and, and that's the thing, too. It's like if he's feeling that way, like express it. Like, sure. Tell, tell she, her what's going on. What she does, what she does, what she does. Yeah, he, he sure does. But it's it's. It was, you know, and I've ta- I've I've DM'd with people and I've talked with people and, you know, I watched this last night with my roommate and I think it was that. But then a I mean, majorly the next day was a very triggering. It was very triggering to watch. And I think that there are a lot of people who it was probably difficult. I'm 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 almost I'm almost surprised. And some people maybe will think I'm blowing it out of proportion because they put trigger warnings and content warnings on other parts of Mm -hmm. the show. I almost am surprised we didn't have something there because it was just it was a lot. And I know a lot of people who feel hungover today from watching it. You know, totally. I got so many DMs of people being like, I couldn't sleep last night. Like, yeah. I was so triggered from yeah, like, you my and past I couldn't really relationship. Yeah. No, I was so anxious about it. Also, but you know what? Here's the thing. It leads me to believe that ABC didn't see anything wrong with it unless they're just truly fucking with us with the whole montage at the end. I was, okay. So, and, and here's was the thing, too. Was that in memoriam? Like, yes. what was happening? 2021 to 2021. I, I was literally i said that i was like waiting for greg grippo 2021 to 2021 <laughs> that started Katie. and i was like was an ex-producer like who was on the academy awards and was like man i really missed doing the you know in loving memory <laughs> was he like i got the i got the final couple seconds of the episode this week so, that, so weird okay that made me think because people were saying like remember this is an edited show and i'm like wait if they did this whole in memoriam of greg at the end like I feel like they gave this dude the best edit possible. And I could mm. be like really stretching with that. Who fucking knows? Right. Regardless. Okay. So what went down the next day? First of all, we have to acknowledge that this whole conversation, by the way, happened after he slept on it. After yeah. they both slept right. on after, it. Right. After emotions have died down. Yes. Yes. And you, cause you know what? Heat of the moment, things happen. You get triggered. You get triggered. They suck. And yeah, yeah. And you can say things and you know, it's like if if you can be accountable and you can apologize the next day and you can work through it in a healthy way, like I can understand that and I can forgive that. And most of us have been there. But yeah, it's scary that he slept on it. Because usually you wake up and you're like, Oh man, I overreacted last night. And then you feel bad. And you you work on it but instead he was like he woke up with a vengeance okay but it started out good it started out good because he started out coming and saying his feelings to her yes um i can't remember what he said exactly but he was basically like you know i like i was her when i felt like he said i felt like you weren't listening and yeah yeah um so he said that katie immediately is like i'm sorry yeah like you know yeah uh, i'm sure she had thought about it a lot right she says like i'm sorry yeah. like that she was says, not I'm my sorry intention like times. i was listening yes. to you yes 
Yeah. And he's like, you weren't, which is, okay. Okay. Gaslight number one. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not even, I'm personally not even going to use the term gaslighting because everyone thinks that, oh, you're not using the term gaslighting, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Emotionally toxic and manipulative. I'll use that. Sure. I'll use that. Okay. So then what goes down? Again, if you have any notes, please break it down point yes. for point for me because yes. I was um, a little bit awash. I mean, I was, I was too. Uh, I, <laughs> my notes were what the fuck. <laughs> and the, you weren't listening and the, you know, and then he, he gets, he gets into this weird place of, she's like, you know, like, yeah. And I told, I told, I told your mom and that. Yes, and uh, she yeah. even said, and she kind of almost like broke like the you know, wall where she was like, I, "I told your mom you were getting a rose, like you were. There was no way you weren't getting a rose." Oh, yes, 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 and yes, then yes, he's yes, just yes, like, yes, yes. "It's not about the rose." He's like, "Roses are fake," and I'm like, <laughs> "Don't say that to Justin. It's his favorite thing to paint." How <laughs> dare you? How dare you? Well, and it was just this. It, it was just this. No, what he wanted her to say was, "I love you," and you're the one. And she said she wasn't gonna fucking say that yeah. shit. Yeah. And so when he's saying like, it's not about the rose. I know. People were interpreting that as being like, it's so true. And it's like, mm. right. He's like, it's about love and not the show or the game. And it's like, uh, you are all missing the point. He, this is, this is emotionally, I will say it. This is emotionally abusive. Okay. 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 So, but, but let's break it. Let's break it down. Okay. So him saying like, it's not about the rose. You know, it's not about the game, whatever. Um, first of all, I just don't believe that. I believe that he was 100% there for the game. In fact, that's I believe that he was, I personally believe that he was looking for an excuse and an out to get out of the relationship with her. I don't think that he th- thought she was the fucking one. And here's, okay, okay, okay. No. So basically what this relationship comes down to in this moment when he's saying it's not about the rose, what he's trying to do is he's trying to get her to, he's trying to get her to a point yeah. to where she's going to say, I love you. And she's yeah. going to break the boundary that she yeah. had set um and, and you know what it is about the rose because right. you're on the fucking bachelorette for the right. bazillionth time everyone always plays this plays a stupid fucking card it's so annoying you're on a show where right. it is about the rose and making it to the next right. week right that's the you want, format you want of it. love without the rose and go date in the normal go date a normal world. person yeah. and i know you weren't here for katie so don't even give me that bullshit because you were cast for claire's season true. so don't even say true. i'm here to find a relationship with you because that's not even fucking true 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 you've been and trying to get on the show for like three seasons now and he and so he, i don't want to hear and that and he also kept bringing up the that he said i told you you fill a hole in my heart so he keeps he keeps bringing that up and you can tell he's been mulling over like you know and and then he also and so what is the implication of that right i told you you fill a hole in my heart therefore what you i need you yeah or right i can't do this without you or i because I said that to you, deserved a certain type of right. response from you. I said such a kind, beautiful, amazing, romantic thing to you. How dare you not say something even when, when I to me. Right, and when I yeah. say something super vulnerable, you also need to say something super vulnerable. He also, which is a, I found the red flag, he kept talking about how vulnerable he was. And it's like... I don't know. I'm sorry. I, why am I supposed to applaud you when you're you're bringing you're like I was so vulnerable. Like I went there. It's like uh, that that then to me and I don't doubt that he had a lot of grief and trauma and stuff that came out about his dad, but like when you then have to point out how vulnerable you are and like then 
to me, it calls into question like, okay, how real was that? If you're having to like point out. Were there intentions behind right. you being vulnerable with me? Right. Like, yeah. Is that vulnerability? Because people do do that. And you know what? I've done that in the past where you're vulnerable with someone and it is kind of an emotional. You're weaponizing your it's vulnerability. An, it's an emotional manipulation because, yeah, it's like, you know, you've shared this thing with someone. So, of course, now they're, you know, now they're Indebted in it to with you, you emotionally. Yeah. yeah. Which someone even pointed out in my DMs when Kate brought up to him on their first date about her dead dad when they were out doing the fishing thing he didn't give her a hug mm -hmm. he didn't do anything back to her he was just kind of like oh yeah. yeah and then of course later that night he ended right. up then opening he, up then he shared but, right, but right. that wasn't then about him yeah. in that moment when she shared an incredibly yeah. vulnerable thing off the cuff mm -hmm. there was no yeah. there was no display right. of vulnerability back there was no like hug mm -hmm. there wasn't even a significant acknowledgement of mm -hmm. her in that very first moment yeah. she has always put Put her heart out first for him. Yeah. Talking about her sexual assault, talking about her dad's death. And for him to just twist that and then be like, right. well, you won't be vulnerable yeah. with me, even though that yeah. that is the precedent that she set for the relationship all along. Right. That to me is gaslighting because yes. he's trying he's gas like he's trying to make her feel crazy right. by being like rewrite the narrative. Rewrite the narrative yeah. and be like, I've been vulnerable with you and you won't with me, right. even though that's all that she's done. And right. same with the validation thing. Right. He did the same thing of like you won't get basically. Yeah. won't give me validation even though that's all she's done for him in a way that is so far beyond what she's done for any of the yeah. other men on the show right and and it's also like could he not understand like let's say when she shared that her dad had passed like because we didn't know in that moment that his, his dad yeah. had also um then let's say in that moment he's not expecting that sure. and that was a lot and sure. his defense and his coping mechanism was to not fully absorb it sure. and maybe to not uh, breakdown with her then he cannot give her that same exactly, that, exactly that, the point that same like humanness for her, yeah for her to maybe be in be caught in a moment where she's not prepared to yeah also have an emotional breakdown with him right so it's only on his terms. Right. Exactly. And that's what this all comes down to, I think, is it's on Greg's terms. Yes. So, so, okay, 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 okay. So then he's saying that and basically like he's just like, this is too, you know, I, I, I can't do, right? That's what happens yes. next. He's like, yes. I can't do this. Well, now. he's like, you know, he says, um, he's, you know, he's going on about, you know, you were the one, like, you know, you're, you were the one, like, I wanted you to be my girl, which I did not like that. <laughs> and then he's just, you know, really intense. And then he, he says at one point, he's like, and now it's like, you know, you're a stranger. He's like, it's like, I'm looking at a stranger. And I'm like, what the, I mean, first of all, you guys are strangers to each other. Okay. <laughs> Let's, Let's get that straight. straight. Okay. And it was just so, which is classic emotional manipulation, to be honest, where someone doesn't meet your demand or respond the way you want or you know give you give you something then you 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 all of a sudden twist it and turn it and it's like this person who apparently he was so in love with and to be in love with someone i'm assuming he thinks she's wonderful and she's all these things and he can be open with her and he can be vulnerable and then they don't act the exact way you want mm -hmm. because they're a human being with their own like life and the way they deal with things and then all of a sudden, that person's a stranger to me. Which, by the way, this is another... And I want to make it very clear again, we are not saying that he is an abuser, that he is a narcissist. No. We're not diagnosing no, and him you with can any emotionally, of those things. You can have an emotionally abusive moment and not just be like an abuser. 100%. You know? I have 
I have shown emotionally abusive behavior towards partners before. Me too. And so that's what we're talking about here. And what is most disturbing is how people are defending his actions, saying that it's not emotionally abusive behavior because it 100% is. And it is a red flag. To me, I believe because it was on national television where this person knew they were being filmed... Mm. And so early on in the yeah. relationship, right? This is their first after fight. the first fuck up, yeah, on yeah. Katie's part, if right. you will even call it that, right? That to me is a sign that there is a lot more, and we cannot discount. <laughs> We cannot discount that there were tips sent in about Greg before the season even aired about this kind of behavior. Dumois was posting oh, a yes. from multiple sources, people being like, he might be a charmer to the audience, but behind closed door, he has major anger issues, um, blah, 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 blah. Another person said specifically um this sweet shy boy is an act he really is an actual actor i've personally witnessed him throw a fit and call uh, a girlfriend terrible name for wearing a mini dress i can only imagine what happened behind closed doors he broke up with her she was extremely upset and he made her uber an hour back to her apartment alone at 1 a.m we watched our kind confident friend turn into a shell of herself and get thrown to the curb blah there's so much more yeah. other people another source and another place saying Anyway, there's there's all of this shit that came out at the beginning of the season about Greg. Yeah. And of course, you know, it's like you have to take it with a grain of salt. Right, there could right. be vindictive exes. We've seen it right, before with right. the Jenna Cooper reality and you could Steve catch, thing. You could catch a moment of someone being, you know. Sure. And people are a lot of people are going like, oh, well, you know, we're all human or whatever. And I believe you can catch bad moments of people. That doesn't mean they are bad people. But. This seems to be a cycle of behavior. A pattern. If yes. people are saying this shit about watching him date girls before the season. Yeah. And then he's he validated. And then he has a 20 minute moment on TV. Yes, sure. I was like, Nick and other people are saying it's edited. It's a show, whatever. But if that on TV mm-hmm. completely correlates with what people were yeah. saying at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Then I have a tendency to believe that this is a pattern of behavior. Right. Yeah. Doesn't that seem a little bit like a coincidence? Yeah, it's... That someone's literally going to describe emotionally toxic abusive behavior of seeing him in other relationships and we're seeing that play out on screen? Yeah, and him, yeah, with him being like, and you're a stranger to me now. And and the hot and cold nature of she does something he decides is a fuck up or he does something, you know, what, she makes a mistake. She makes a mistake. Yes, 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 yes. And then he withdraws all love for her. Yes, yes. And that is... And that's not, that's not love first of all and it's really 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 scary and actually makes me sad and i felt like i felt sick about it because i just it's like trying to explain to someone like why that's so bad and having to explain that makes me really sad and really sad for like a lot of girls that i was seeing i was like i don't want you guys to think that this is like love or healthy or this is passion because it's not no someone who loves you can get mad at you and you can have arguments and you can disagree and you can even have like blow-ups at each other like you're you are we are human beings we are not perfect but if somebody loves you and you and you I mean, maybe if you like killed their family, or they are not going to love you. You don't with all their best yeah, friends. Sure. Maybe whatever. if you do something horrible, but you make a mistake. You don't respond exactly the you way they respond, want you yeah, to. You, to their you, emotional you, display. You have a miscommunication. That person, if they love you, they do not then take that love away from you and then put it in your withhold face. Withhold it or withhold it until right. you then do and the show, right and show, thing. And show it to you and be like, well, I loved you this much, you know, and but you you are a stranger to me now. And, and like, it's wait, so <sighs> painful to watch. And also, by the way, th- what, that is a red flag of potentially 
other emotionally abusive behavior where you have to tiptoe around your partner because in that moment, Katie didn't even know what she had done wrong. And you could see her searching. Yes. And so that's what um, a toxic person can do is they can punish you Mm -hmm. for things and you will constantly be always be in a constant state of unpredictability this is someone what someone who's emotionally abusive does right um like i said pattern i'm not saying he he's an emotional abuser right but that is a pattern that will come out with someone who's an emotional abuser they will sometimes it's so classic sometimes things will be really high and then out of nowhere Mm. they can like you said snatch that Mm -hmm. from you and take it from you and say i'm no longer giving you my love which leaves you desperate which then leaves you in a constant state of unpredictability toxic narcissistic parents can do that too with their kids where their child is always trying to scramble and figure out what they've done wrong to make their parent angry and how to have them love them again right yeah it's and it creates an extremely toxic dynamic where one person holds this power and ultimately that's what greg was doing he wanted he felt when she did not give him the validation that he wanted in that moment yeah he felt out of control yeah he felt insecure yeah he felt like he was powerless in the relationship yes yes and that was scary which makes sense he has trauma all that sure yeah but his response to that fear Mm -hmm. was then i am going to use whether he realizes it or not, it really doesn't matter. What he then did was, I am going to try to take the power back in this relationship. So then he did that with holding. And then she was groveling, trying to figure out, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Right. And she was shaking. And then he took it further. You know, he was like, you know what? Actually, now, no. No, yeah. I'm going to leave. It's not good enough now. Which, by the way, I'm sorry. If you guys really think that he thought Katie was the one and you really thought that he was in love with you. He was going to marry her and then walk away. He was going to marry her and then she responded that way and then now suddenly it's over. Sorry, deal breaker, done. Yeah, that's what you think. That's that's what you think what love looks like. I'm very concerned. That is is so... It's just like, I I can't even... and, And here's the thing. Like, I hope he sees this and he reflects on it and maybe he reflects on past relationships and maybe he thinks about stuff with trauma and the way he's dealt with things and i hope he gets therapy and i hope he like learns how to address these things because i i don't believe people are lost causes i no. do think people can you know I, I i do think people can usually learn and change if they want to yes. if they want to yes. and they're open to it and so I hope that this is like a good thing for him. And I, I'm, yeah, like, I know we're like, I hate Greg. I'm not even like, I want, I want Greg to get better and be yeah. a better man. And like, f- you know, and because he will be a happier, healthier person too, if he learns how to deal with and this. And he will abstain from hurting other people. Exactly. If he how to be exactly. a happier, healthier person. And what, so, but what is so frustrating, and I know we've talked about this and what's like so scary and we, you know, we've already kind of pointed it out. It's like, the response from some people. I really, I watched that and I thought, I was like, I know there's a lot of Greg stands and like he's hot and you know, blah, blah, blah. We forgive hot men for a lot of terrible things sometimes. But I was like, man, how can, how, how are people going to see this and not see how horrible this is and how like mean and painful? Well, yeah. So let's, it's mean. let's, let's round out what happened. So then he says like, I'm going to leave. He yeah. walks away. By the way, 
on The Bachelor, like you can leave and you can go and talk to a producer and be like, hey, I, I need to leave this situation. I need to get a car, whatever. Yeah. No, he he walked away from yeah, her yeah. and then stood in a place and waited. This is yeah. another this is another great tactic of yeah. taking the control in the relationship. Yeah. So then she followed, you know, then she's like, I, I don't get it. How? And, and she was rightfully confused. Yeah. He literally I, went from saying that she's the love of his life. Yeah. You're my future wife. To all of a sudden be like, this is a deal breaker. I'm done. Yeah. So then she is like, you know, what, what have I done? I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. I know. On her knees. Literally on her knees begging him. Like, know. you know, what can I do? What can I do? I and he's just sitting. And I, I swear to God, dude, I saw it on his face in that moment. He was like, had her right where he wanted her. Yeah. She was on her knees begging for acceptance and forgiveness. Yeah. And guess who has the power back in the relationship? Yeah. Guess who feels the, does no longer feels insecure. Yep. Guess feels who has again. the validation that they need. Mm-hmm. He's a big, oh. he's a big man again. Comfortable again. Yeah. yeah. Comfortable in that position again. And it was so sad to me that Katie, who has obviously been such a strong person who has done so much work on herself was just, broken down for him and she in that moment you know like people who are really insecure and toxic they will try to bring other people down to their level and in that moment she was brought down to a level of immense insecurity and confusion and and all she wanted in that moment was his validation which is exactly where he wanted her and it was just it was so heartbreaking to watch and (sighs) so unfortunately relatable and i think Mm. probably to so many women too and and not just women i mean you know anyone can be in an emotionally abusive relationship but yeah seeing her trembling and begging and like and seeing him have no empathy for and that's the thing that's the thing dude you wouldn't even feel if you loved someone (sighs) even if you were mad at them and you can be mad at them but it's like I wouldn't. I w- don't want to watch someone suffer, dude. He was watching her suffer. I mean, I'm sorry. It's almost like a biological thing. It's like when babies cry, right? We are designed to like, you know, want to help something. You know what I mean? And take care of something. And here she is crying and she's trembling. And he, there's no part. He's not even hugging her. No. Th- yeah. Any other normal Justin, Michael, Blake, yeah. like almost any of the other dudes there. It doesn't matter how pissed you are at someone. Yeah. In that moment, if someone's like literally they're they're suffering at your feet and you might even say, I'm still leaving here, you know, yeah, come sit here. I think I just need to remove myself. This is getting really like this is getting out of hand. Like, I don't want to see you like this. Like, we just need to. I'm I'm sorry. Like, I'm not in a place right now. Right. Then at that point, it's, you know, on her if she's going to, you know, you know, grovel or whatever. Like, each person's emotional responsibility as well, of course. But um, it was just like she was broken down. And again, not calling him an abuser, but people wonder she was so strong. She was so confident. How did mm. she become stuck in a relationship with him? Why couldn't she get out for years? Yeah. People say that all the time, but yet people don't seem to want to call a spade a spade and call toxic behavior exactly what it what, what right. it is. Right. And like you said, that's what was so disturbing to me. And I read so, so, so many DMs from women saying like, this was exactly what. Yeah. Was done the man to in me. my yeah, yeah was done yeah. to me in my toxic relationship. Yeah. I am so triggered by this. Yeah. This is exactly what happened to me. Yeah, 
And another thing people are bringing up, you know, like, oh, well, everyone seems to like Greg. He all these friends in his house in the mm, house. Right. As if that means anything. Yeah. You know you, how many people are like abusive in their relationships yeah. and everyone around them was like they were a wonderful right. member of the community yeah. who volunteered at church every Sunday right. and baked pies with old ladies right. and And people can have different relationships with different people. I mean, that's yeah. not you know, yeah, you can be a good employee, you could be a, a nice friend. friend, you could be a good yeah, you could be a good son. And you could be a bad romantic partner. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, even in even in lesser cases of like, you know, you could just be like a shitty romantic partner. You know, you could be like a like a fuck boy, but a really fun friend. Yeah. You know, so it's like that is not a good justification of like, well, he's a really good friend and all the guys liked him. No. It's like, no. And there's other people. This just doesn't have anything to do with any. Other people saying to you like, oh, it's dangerous to do this emotional abuse narrative. And I'm like, okay, but what we watched was emotionally abusive behavior. And what is far more dangerous to me yeah. is not calling it what it is because how many women are then going to fall into right. toxic, dangerous patterns right. in a relationship like that or are in one thinking like, well, it's fucking normal. And yeah. I saw tweets from, I don't remember what her name is but i mean someone tweeted out just being like i hate seeing bachelor nation you know go from you know he's a good guy or he's a bad guy or whatever like uh oh yeah here emma gray i feel really icky this the way swaths of bachelor nation rush to pick sides to do who is bad and who's good sometimes people are just people and they do good and crappy things and they have emotions and they hurt each other without malice to me to call his behavior like just a crappy thing a person mm-hmm. being a person they hurt without each other without malice. malice there was malice i i believe he was perfectly fine watching her suffer in front of him and yeah. might have even enjoyed it yeah, I that mean, might be a stretch, but <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, I I don't know if he's a I don't know if we can call him a sadist, but but no, it, but I do think he enjoyed having the power in that moment. Yes, I don't I, think yes. he enjoyed watching her suffer, yes. but I think he enjoyed having yes. the right powerful position right. back in the relationship. Any sort of empathy in that moment that. was just sh- was shut off, and it was it. And here's the thing: and how do we define malice? Also, like, right, what, right. what does that mean? Right, like, right, right. I, yeah, and. I think someone can't can be like not like oh I want to hurt Katie but can yeah. be like I want to feel secure in the relationship right, right, so right, I will right, do what right. I need to do to get that security right. and sense of power right. back I want to feel better back. I want to feel better right. yeah and I think too this idea like people are like oh you know it's dangerous to call him an abuser or whatever and again we're not doing that we're not calling him an abuser and this is not as much as we have joked throughout the season this is not the like ruin and cancel Greg's life like that that's not what this is about this is about and this is something that's important and this is why commenting on pop culture and like what you and Jess do in in these recaps and in general when you see like when you see narratives when you see things happening you can discuss them and you need to discuss them and it's not necessarily even about Greg you know, no. like Greg is the vessel. No, and let's Greg just talk is, about the behavior. But we see this behavior. And like you said, this is how people get stuck in these relationships or they think it's healthy or they will say, well, you know, he's not always like this mm-hmm. or well, but he's also can be so loving. And and everyone has their ups and, and downs. Everyone has their ups and downs. And and that's he's the, been through a lot. That's the problem is that we see these we see this and it, it scares me and makes me feel very ill. The idea of somebody maybe seeing that. And being like, oh, that doesn't feel good or that seems icky or I didn't like what I saw. And then seeing a bunch of tweets, a bunch of, you know, takes from people being like, oh, no, that was, oh, my God. Well, that's just what what it's like when he's like so in love with someone or whatever. He was just angry. Yeah, he was just angry and everyone. And then he's just traumatized. And then you internalize these messages. and, And, you know, we 
Whether we realize it or not, when we are we are consuming things, they are seeping into our brains. And if we don't talk about them and if we don't explore them and figure out like what is being said, like that's how you end up with like all these bad internalized things. You know yes. what I mean? Internalized misogyny, internalized like everything, really. It's like, oh, why do I end up with all these shitty dudes because literally society is telling you that's what you deserve in your yeah, relationship. Right, that, that's like, normal. That's that's normal. Yeah. You should put up with it because that's better than being alone, right? Right, God, right. you don't want to be alone. So right. put up with your toxic right. relationship because, right. you know, you want to have kids, you want to have a family. Right, so. right. So it's like, so talking about it, yeah, it's like so not even about Greg, you know? It's like, he is a, he just happens to be the figurehead right now for something that so many people go through. Yeah. And also like that moment when he was, when she was on the ground, he said like, I deserve better. That was I actually, my me. roommate and I like gasped. It was, that was so, crazy. it was so like, I don't know. I, like, that was, he was very like, narcissistic it was, behavior. It felt like he was like an evil prince or something. Like it was like, I, I, I was like, what is this like Game of Thrones? Like, just like, it, you know, like you. As she's on the ground. This is someone that he said he wanted to be his wife, by right. the way. That he wanted and, to spend the rest of his life with. And it felt like he was just like looking at her and maybe this is me, maybe maybe this is me projecting, but it felt to me like he was looking at her like you, like you pitiful little thing. Like I deserve so much more. And she's, and she's groveling for him. And then because he has asserted his power again and yeah. he's back. And I, yeah, I think he always knew he was going to leave. There was nothing she was going to say. And he just needed to get that power back. Yeah. And you know, as she's crying. And, and yeah, I'm sorry. You just, people really think he's in love with her? And here's the thing, too. People are saying, you know, this is only 20 minutes out of the show, whatever. To me, it's almost more of a red flag that we've seen this super sweet, shy boy behavior throughout the whole mm -hmm. season. And now it's complete 180. Yeah. Isn't that almost like a yeah, little the, more the second like, there's something that made him uncomfortable or upset? Yeah. And then he just, <laughs> right. And I mean, 20 minutes, I'm sorry. It was like literally half of the episode was was watching people this are saying stuff like, with Greg. oh, it can be edited one way or another. I, I, I'm sorry, you can't edit. Maybe you can clip some things out, but you cannot edit his facial expressions. His no, or him saying body I deserve language. better when she's on the floor in no, front of him. No, the way he's looking at her, the way he's speaking to her. Uh, you can't, I I saw it. Like, you can't, you cannot edit that. Maybe things were left out. I think but, he literally, and this might be a stretch, but I wonder if he is like so delusional that he actually thought that this was going to make him look good. Like he was having like a I Hannah was, Brown moment was, of like, I deserve better than you. I was going to ask you, do you think that there was, because yes, I do think their first conversation, he was, uh, he was having stuff come up about his dad. I do, yeah. be I do yeah. believe that. And I yeah. do believe he was, and I do believe maybe he even had a moment where he felt so many emotions that maybe he did, he doesn't love her because if you love someone, you don't do this. But no. maybe he had a moment where he was like, oh my God, like I see the light at the end of the tunnel and like, I'm going to, I don't have to be so sad about my dad always. And like, maybe he did like confuse sure. and sit and think he had love for a minute. Obviously he did not because if it goes away that fast, then yes. Yes. That's, that's, that's not what it love. is. It's like some weird savior infatuation. I don't know. But then like the, the fact that he just, he, like, was he having, like, a weird bachelor moment, too? I was trying to figure that's, out. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, I wonder if he actually thought that he was looking good in that moment and having, like, a Hannah Brown, like, a male empowerment moment where because he's like, I, I he, don't deserve I think something he better knew, than you. He knew, I don't think, first of all, he ever wanted to propose to her. And I think, you know, he wanted to, he was going to leave. And this was a good, this was his good opportunity to turn it around and victimize himself. And 
and then I was trying to figure out with because with some of his like monologue, I was like, what is this weird? I don't like, know. That was very weird. Strange. Like I get again, he's trying to be in the notebook. I don't know, but it was like I was getting villain vibes when he thought he was giving like you know the the hero, and I'm like, that's not what you're giving, sir. So I I couldn't I couldn't figure out if it was just him exploding his emotions and then manipulating her if he was trying to get maybe a bachelor edit if he was trying to be like you know i was so vulnerable and like i couldn't tell yeah i don't know i don't know either but like one thing that was a real red flag to me though too was how katie was apologizing she didn't know what she was apologizing for anymore no it's like that to me is a big big red flag i know but yeah no i I, i'm not i think he's trying to give himself an exit like a maybe a I don't know. He he was going to leave. He was definitely going to leave. He knew that he knew that morning, that day. He was not going to stay. He was going to leave. It didn't I don't believe anything she said mattered. No. I think maybe he would have wanted to her to say like I love you, but he would have still been like it's too late. And so I think I don't know if he was then trying to give himself some emotional exit yeah some some justified exit yeah i don't know because what was that motivational speaker guy? What was his name? Carl. Carl, Carl was right. Carl was talking about Greg. Carl was right. Just for Justice Carl. for Carl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, don't I don't know. know. But what's what was wild to me was everyone else in Bachelor Nation's take. Like Caitlin on her stories was like, nobody's wrong, nobody's right. And I'm like, no, dude, he was wrong. Kayla Quinn was going on about like this will be the best episode in history because this is this oh, showed that real made me love. Ill. That made me ill. I was like, what are you living no. in some delusional sick? She's a tonight's Disney episode will movie? go down in history as the best episode ever because it's a little reminder that real love isn't about playing games or following the rules. Real love doesn't hold back. That's not fucking true. Real love does hold back from hurting other people or manipulating other people. Real, real love, love doesn't abandon you. Real love, if we're talking about like not holding back, no, that's not true unfettered emotion is not real love real love do i have to go into the bible real love is patient love is kind does not envy does not boast it is not proud it is not rude it is not not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrong and love it to me real love is self-control yeah right real love is self-control and growth and it's growth and it's like (sighs) it's how is that a display of real love? That's so toxic to dude. me. So when toxic. I when I saw her write that, I literally was like, "What is she? Twelve years old?" Like, she was this like, "This is, is genuine, authentic no, reaction. It wasn't it, about the game." I'm that like, was like a prepubescent, like middle school girl who Twilight thinks fan. Twilight is actually real or something. I I don't know. I I saw that and I was like, "That's a grown woman who's married." That scares me. That scares me. It's like, that's not real love, dude. Real. Oh my God. We've got to stop with this toxic bullshit. Like, that's not real love. Like, no real love. Actually, like, oh, the best, in my opinion, the best kind of love is pretty peaceful. Yes. <laughs> you feel good. It's not up and down. You feel you know, safe. Like, Maybe he'll leave me today. No, Maybe you feel not. safe. You feel <sighs> safe. You feel taken care of. You feel loved <sighs> and supported. And yeah, listen, can some toxic passion be fun every now and then when you're sure. young? Yes. Like I said, and like you said, we all really, will exhibit it sometimes. We've all had it. And it's like, you know, it, but that is not, first of all, that's not what you want. That's not who you marry. That's not who you create a life with. That's not sustainable. That doesn't, that no. doesn't make you feel good. No. Ultimately. And, and I think like, again, there are one-off situations where people will have toxic behavior. Yeah. I've done it. My partners have done it. But when this becomes a pattern, and to me, this was the beginning mm. of a relationship with them. Yeah. This was 
very early on in the relationship, right. the first real conflict they ever had. I know. If this is how your first real conflict with someone goes on camera, that yeah. is not good. That I is know. a sign that that is going to be a pattern. And again, I have to bring it back again with all these anonymous tips before the show about Greg displaying emotionally abusive behavior towards exes. Guys, it's right the fuck in front of you. Yeah. Stop being in denial because he's this stupid hot white guy. Yeah. They stop letting them get away with so much. Stop, dude. Oh, really? It's dangerous for me to be saying that his behavior was it is toxic? No more. It no. is far, far more dangerous to write it to off. normalize that. Yes. Far more. And what? Greg's going to be fucking fine. I'm sure he's going to yeah. have a million girls in his DMs. In his DMs. I support you and I want to have sex with you. <sighs> you know, he'll be fine. He's fucking he fine. Will, he will be fine. And again, like, we're it's... It's just so it's just so scary to see all the takes and it's 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 really sad and it makes me also really really angry and really sad to see anyone coming at Katie like I sent I mean I sent Katie a DM and I was just like like we're 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 on we're supporting you you know and yeah. it, it's because I can't imagine I can't imagine <laughs> being gaslit and like emotionally abused on TV and Going through that, first of all, going through yeah. that. And, and this person that she like was crazy about yeah. and she felt so many things for and and the that that sick feeling of all of a sudden realizing like, oh, my God, is this not this is not the person I thought. But 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 then her still begging because she like was so crazy about him yeah. having to have that all play out the trauma of all that, have that all play out on national TV and then relive it and then have everyone be like, oh, my God, Greg loved her so much. And like tell you, you were superficial or whatever the fuck else like nick said i i i was like raging on the freeway this morning it it i i just i want to i just want to hug katie i just want to hug katie yeah i mean i think yeah and at the end of the day i just think if if that behavior mirrored anything in your relationship i think it would be really good to evaluate that relationship and really think about um yeah, just remember how worthy you are of yeah. being in a relationship where you feel safe and taken care of right. and you don't feel like you have to walk on eggshells and you don't have to, you know, wonder how this person, how this person is going to react if you say yeah. this or that. Um, you should be in a relationship where you're each other's safe space and, yeah. you're, and your comfort and right. your shelter and not your war and your yeah. right. tumultuous storm. Right. That, that relationship should not be the storm the storm yeah. or the stress in your life you you don't life is stressful enough life already has anxieties in it you don't need the person that you love or says they love you to give you be to, the source, to be the source of, of, of it. constant it's, stress it, that's just it's it's yeah it's it's really it's really difficult and yeah my heart goes out to everyone who watched that episode and felt triggered and and then saw the response and felt triggered again um you know no, and you're, you're, them, you're not that, you're not alone and that montage at the end too, i know was it was just so, like what, and it, i and i when and when katie um you know he he leaves and when katie then goes to the bathroom and then you know caitlin comes like i cr i was crying watching it like when she was in in the bathroom sobbing and like you could tell she was still so confused on what ha on what had happened and you know caitlin's trying to like you know understand what happened and i i was just like li literally both my roommate and i were like tearing up because it was just like like you said this strong woman that he like brought to the ground and it's just so sadly relatable yeah you know? and it's just it 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 was a, it was a really shitty episode to watch it was really it was really shitty to watch and um 
yeah, I just hope Katie's doing okay. I hope Katie's being surrounded by a lot of love right now. And um, and even if you disagree with this, like, don't fucking go out of your way and say some shit to Katie. Like, no, it's just like, it's just mind boggling. No, I think, yeah, at the end of the day, all I can say is what we already said, which is just like, please know that that this is not the model of a healthy relationship. It is not. It is not okay behavior. Yeah. If you exhibit this behavior, please get work. There is, yeah. get help. There is right. therapists who can help work right. with you. And you know what? There's also like, it is okay to recognize if you are that person. Like I will say, you know, in different ways, but like when I was like in active addiction, like I'm a recovering alcoholic and there were definitely times where I was the toxic Super, one. Yeah. And I was the one who, you know, was emotionally I, I manipulating was, yeah, people. I was the problem. And a lot of times it was because I was hiding this thing. And, you know, sometimes addiction works like that where you're, you know, you're, you're pushing people away. You're just trying to, you know, protect this kind of secret you have. Yeah. And it's okay to be like, oh, I was the toxic one. I was the narcissist in that situation. I need to address this. I need to get help. And I don't want to be like this. And I don't want to. And there is a lot of power in going. In, and that's what I'm like. I want him to see that and be like, I don't want to act like that. Yeah. I don't want to be like that. And and then committing to being better. And I, I want real love. I, yeah. I, you know. Yeah. And I want. And and I do believe people can get better. Absolutely. And so. And that's the thing is I think people are always like, you want to cancel him. And it's like, no, I just want everyone to like grow and be better and like be better human beings for one another because life is so fucking hard already. You know? Yeah. And to me, I would love to just see him. I would have immense respect for him if, you know, on after the final rose or whenever yeah. he, he was like, I acted in a super toxic way. Yeah. And I'm so sorry, Katie. Yep. And I'm so sorry to people that may have felt triggered from that. And yep. I am going to take a pause from dating until I work on myself and can yeah. approach with a, a, yeah. a healthier attitude yep. towards my intimate dynamics. Yep. I would have a lot of respect for that. that and I would, and I would, would be like, him wow, on his journey and support I support you. Yep. Here for it. Yeah. Love it. And um, I don't. I don't know what, what we're going to get. Ooh, I have no idea. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm tired. I'm ready I'm for tired paradise. Too. I'm ready I'm for paradise. I'm exhausted. And I, I, yeah, I have to say though, like if Katie, I feel like based on what Katie has teased in, like in her tweets and stuff, I feel like she is going to go off on after the final yeah, rose. I, yeah. And I think that I think some so people, too. because <laughs> hi, misogyny. Yes. Yeah. Um, people are getting, oh my God, a woman is being emotional and crazy. I could see people really going after mm-hmm. her for that, but uh, yeah. um, I will most likely be in her corner yeah. every step of the way with yeah. that. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, Ari, thank you for joining me thank on this so wild, much. wild episode. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I hope I could at least somewhat, you know, try to try to fill, like I said, one one pinky toe of Jess because I know I know she's will be sorely missed by everybody but she cannot but you know what she gets to be on vacation yeah while we get to uh deal with this be fucking crazy don't so so be happy for Jess yes (laughs) be happy for Jess exactly and I'm sure we'll hear her thoughts next week I'm sure some shit will go down Mm -hmm. I'm sure we will hear we will hear all about it um where can people find you though if they want to hear your other thoughts because you share a lot of thoughts on your Instagram stories and I'm I'm a fan I do thank you um you can follow me um on Instagram at Ari underscore Eastman um you can follow me on TikTok too at I think just Ari Eastman um and I have a podcast where I talk about um recovery mental health and sobriety it's called sobriety with Ari Eastman and um that's about it love it 
Chat soon, broads. Chat soon. Ooh. <laughs> With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.